1: You can also email the show. The address is sporgi at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgi. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the Hostgator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses Hostgator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the Hostgator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for Hostgator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer. Wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. The BroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. The BroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. The BroBasket.com.
2: Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sportgy, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 53, I am Chris. I'm Rich.
1: I am the Iceman. There are two more championships, or sports champions, since the time we last got together. But first, number 53, who is number 53?
0: Well, I got a few of them, but I'm going to say me. I'm number 53. That was my away number when I was in high school. <laughs>
1: Podcasting for one.
0: <laughs> it was. It was my football number. But uh, How about 53s people have heard of? Iceman? Man. Okay. Navarro Bowman. There you go. Uh, Bill Romanowski. Uh, both of those ironically played linebacker for uh, San Fran before Bill went to the Raiders and later became P.D. addict. Anyways, uh, Herbie the Bug.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
0: No. He's number 53.
1: <laughs> It's, I didn't know Herbie was in, <coughs> in play on a sports podcast.
0: Hey, you said 53 that people have heard of. Everybody's heard of fucking Herbie.
1: Oh, all right. Touche,
2: salesman. Yeah, and just like most people that Lindsay Lohan fucks, he disappeared afterwards. was she in that horrible fucking remake of that movie?
1: Oh, dude, uh,
2: yeah. Justin Long somehow survived that fucking movie, but that's the only person's career. Everybody else's career is fucking over. Hi-
1: done even herbie he's fucking done it's his, it's his last movie right but
2: uh, <laughs> no sequels that's kind yeah, sure. No, right speaking of sequels though
1: yeah man golden state i mean it it wasn't it was a game yesterday and maybe what the second quarter most of the third quarter but i mean shit i mean first of all i mean can we stop using the word dynastic on ESPN? I swear to God, in about a half an hour time frame last night, it had to be used at least a dozen times.
2: Dynastic. Now, now is is this ESPN trying to make a word happen? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That everybody else would look at as just poor English? More than likely. I mean, because I can picture quite a few people on ESPN using the word dynastic in an improper way. On top of that, that's not even a fucking word that I've heard used in everyday language ever, so...
1: Well, if you're watching yeah. ESPN last night, you, yeah, you could have seen it, I <laughs> said, about a dozen times in a half an hour. But that being said,
2: there's still something to What
1: that. the hell is it? Uh, they're talking about a dynasty. That's
2: what, yeah, it's uh, referring to a dynasty. Thing
1: is, and I touched on it in our group chat on Friday night. I don't think they're wrong. I think this this team's going to have a lot of titles. Even uh, your boy, Earl, King James, last night was saying in his uh, post-game interview that there's, they're all their stars are all in their 20s. Like, this team's going to be around for a long time. They're going to win a lot of titles. Kevin Durant is so good. Just watch that guy. I mean, he averaged over 30 points in every game. I mean, this was the right move for him. He was getting a lot of shit for doing what he did. And, but you could argue he did what he LeBron set the precedent for Kevin Durant to do what he did. And Steven, man's got a ring on his finger. And Stephen A. Want. Smith last night looked so defeated. He looked so pissed that the Warriors won. He was not happy when they went to him and uh,
2: Tarico. Was it Tarico? I thought they went er, to him and uh, uh not dude from a... Uh,
1: Wrong Mike. Mike Wilbon? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I saw a clip of that, and... Uh, yeah, Stephen A's just sitting there looking like someone just ran over his dog talking <laughs> yeah, about it. I him. know, right? LeBron can't do it all alone, all this shit. Yeah, Vince, and- that was
1: another- yeah, LeBron, LeBron was on the fucking bench. LeBron in the fourth quarter. Hey, and give the guy his due. He put up 41 points last night. Uh, but another thing about that, too, is... Motherfucker, most of them talking to Stephen A and his boy were fucking... Most of it was about, like seriously, the first two minutes were about the Warriors and Kevin Durant. The next five were about LeBron and the Cavaliers and then they closed it out with the final two
2: about uh, Golden State again.
1: Like, even sucking his
2: dick when he loses. Well, this is this is now the the, the sports world that <clears throat> the NBA has created by making LeBron the face of the nba i mean it it's this it, it for us red wings fans we should remember this from the 2008 stanley cup finals when the wings won and outside of detroit all they could talk about was that crosby didn't win his first fucking cup and it's like okay why are we sitting here talking about the fucking loser yeah i mean and t- and, and even in that case i'll defend it a little bit it was his first trip to the finals. Mm-hmm. All right, LeBron is what three and five yeah, in finals. This is his eighth trip. Yeah, this is and and he has lost more than he's won. So why are they? I, I, yeah, I mean it's whatever. Everybody's got their marching orders. Stephen A. He knows he knows who he has to fucking pander to, and the NBA is obviously. No matter what, no matter what they have out there in Golden Estate, no matter what they have in young talent coming up, they just want to push this LeBron shit. And all it does, I mean, at this point, all it does is fuel people like Earl to just find every little thing they can and throw at him, rightfully so, in a, in a lot of, I mean, I'm not even going to bullshit, in a lot of instances, I mean, he brings up very valid points, and just fuel fucking more controversy for the NBA, basically skews the games to end the way they want them to.
0: Okay, let's not argue if LeBron's the best player ever or not. Let's just assume he is. Then how fucking amazing are the
1: Warriors? They spanked the shit that out of them. Team, that team is a once-in-a-lifetime. Put it this way. The only game Cleveland wins in this finals, they had to, they had to put up historic numbers to beat them. The only game they won, they had to fucking go in the history books to beat this team in the
2: finals. To me, this is equal to the five-game, as it's known here in Detroit, the five-game sweep of the Lakers in 2004 that the Pistons did. This, is, this might as well just be considered a five-game sweep of the fucking Cavaliers. Gentleman
0: sweep?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you let
2: them get one in? I mean, it's, that's,
1: that's, it's,
0: that's the term, the gentleman sweep, because you give them one so they don't get swept, but it's still a sweep.
2: I mean, this was I, I you know, even, all the talking heads saying all the shit they they were. I was like, no, nah. they're not going to fucking cough up four in a row. This isn't this isn't the two thousand four Yankees.
1: Hey, all right, we love the eyeball test here on this podcast. Can you honestly tell me, watching those two teams play throughout the last uh, week and a half, that? Golden State wasn't the better team out of the two, just watching them play like they were just the team Cleveland was outclassed. every team that Golden State played was outclassed in the playoffs. I mean every team that they played
0: period for the past three seasons have been outclassed
1: I mean and even two you look I mean it's ironic that a team full of superstars oh wait, we interrupt Gerald
2: that's no, that was
1: me oh right on on me ha. <laughs> ah. But no, it's ironic that on a team that is literally full of superstars, there really isn't one uh, when it comes to the the stats and the numbers. As far as just when it, when it comes time to make plays, I mean, look how look how much they dish the ball. I mean, that is a they're it's literally not hyperbole when they're called the best passing team in the league. No one they're
0: so so unselfish. Yeah, no oh one my
1: God. no one's going for the glory. They're just trying to come away from the other side of the floor with points. They don't care who gets them like there were so many times last night curry could have just taken a shot and you were watching him dish right at the last second same thing with durant and durant still ended up putting almost up almost 40
2: well that is what we i mean that is what we've talked about that's what people in the sports world talk about all the time that that's the mark of a great team of it's unselfish play it's playing for the win not for personal glory and I mean, I, I, like I, like I, I, I don't even understand. I don't even know how anyone could sit there and take anything away from Golden State. The 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 only thing I saw online last night was a bunch of fucking people going, oh, "Okay, well, name me their 2009 starting lineup, you fair weather fans." Yeah, all right. Well, let's be honest here. When a team sucks, I mean. Historically, for what forty years between championships for them? Yeah,
1: they, they have five, three or uh, three or two of them are in the last three years. Blah.
2: Yeah, I mean now you're supposed now I'm supposed to sit here and I hate on them, I hate on fan, a fan base that you know basically they were just when team doesn't do shit for forty years. That's either their snake bit, so there's bad luck, poor ownership, or or ownership that just takes for granted that fucking people are gonna show up oh. game after game. Like,
1: like a certain football team here in Detroit. I heard all three of those things. Yes. And well, championship drought here speaks for itself. But.
0: Another thing I want to squash is people saying that, well, you add a superstar and a former MVP to a 73-win team, and of course you're going to win. Motherfucker, they were in the finals. They were in the finals two years before Kevin Durant thought about going there and won one of them. Would have won the other one, but a lot of misfortune and and bad luck, if you will, kept him from winning the second one in a row. Uh,
1: And another thing people are slagging, too, um... Cleveland's payroll is $25 million more than Golden State's for people who want to whine and bitch about shit like that. They're just well fucking gelled,
0: man. They so remind me of the bad boys of 2000. I'm not kidding you. And
1: anyone who wants to give them shit for Ed and Durant, my response to them is just going to be Miami. Miami, 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 Miami. They added three at once. like,
0: And then turned around and added Ray Allen. Shut
3: up.
1: Yeah. Like, you it didn't. Got no problem with it when your boy is part of the the equation, but when you lose, oh, it's not fair. But it could shut up. No,
0: but seriously, the Warriors remind me of the 2000 uh, Pistons championship run. Because our Pistons, they they were so unselfish, and they just gelled. They knew where every person on that court was and where they were going to
2: be. They passed the ball
0: to before they got there.
2: Did you guys see the video I sent last night that uh, Michael Rappaport, <laughs> apparently very drunk Michael Rappaport, <laughs> posted <laughs> with, a very, with a very drunk Rashid Wallace? I did. I mean... She got, you know,
1: she got old. What the fuck? He's got gray hair yeah. now and shit.
2: It happens his best. Well, he always had that bald spot that weird ass bald spot on his head.
1: No, well, hey, no, it's funny. Hey, he, looks, hey. he looks like James Edwards now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know, but, I mean, like, dude was in his 20s walking around with a hole in his natural. He's That's like, what true. The fuck? <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, man. I mean, even, you know, like you just said, the going-to-work Pistons were known as a team. That's what they wanted to be known as. I mean, every everybody here in Detroit had, you know, their favorite Piston, whatever. But you always mentioned all of them, all the starters, all five of them all together, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's, they were the very definition of teamwork. And, yeah, they only got one championship out of it. But, I mean, how many years did they go to the Eastern Conference Finals? And then they had two NBA Finals appearances. Or what was it, six years in the Conference Finals and one championship and two appearances in the Finals to go along with that? That's not a bad fucking run for a team that didn't have any quote-unquote superstars and played the wrong style of basketball to win for that period of time. So,
1: did I see you, Chauncey, on the post game coverage? Mr. Big Shot, you TV deal now. But no, it, that, man, it's just, this Golden State team's going to win a lot of titles, guys. Hate to break it to you. you know, if you're I, listening I just, and you're not wait. a Golden State fan, if that team stays together, you're talking about it, for probably about the next five years, they're winning the majority of these championships.
2: The only way they won't is if the owner, for whatever reason, decides to blow it up and then fucking spend dick, get rid of everybody, and then spend as little as he can that the league will allow, and that's it. And at this point, he's got a license to print money, so if the owners, owner, ownership group, whatever, I don't know who fucking owns Golden State, does that, they'd be fucking stupid.
1: In their last 33 games... Uh, going even back to the regular season, they're, they are 31-2. and two. Like, that's half a season almost. They're the
0: only they, team to ever sweep their way into the finals.
2: Really. When they, when they yep. lost that one game to the Cavs, that was the first time they'd lost since, what, late April? Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's insanity. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, too, they're also a testament to depth. I mean, look at their bench. Igudala is a starter anywhere else. I mean, he was a starter on Philly. He's probably so happy Philly traded his ass. Or, uh. I
0: here's here now I'm not gonna say I hate him or talk bad or but here's what I don't get about LeBron James. You got J.R. Smith coming up and he's he's on fire. This man went five of five at one point from three point range. You got your team around you trying to just survive another game. And your team's down and he goes and sits on the bench in the
1: fourth quarter. I don't get that Dude I'm not gonna slag he put up forty one points yesterday. He, he I get it, he but forty one a triple double He averaged a triple double for the finals. I ain't, I'm not Mm-mm. mad at LeBron. I ain't talk I more had to be done, my you friend he lost four to one. You should be mad at Tristan Thompson. All right, you should be mad at J.R. Smith. Where those motherfuckers have been a here ghosts. Hang, sec- hang on a second.
0: I got it. But you've got to establish leadership if you're going to be the man in Cleveland and you're going to be the best man in the NBA and all this bullshit. You've got to provide the leadership that goes with hey, that.
1: You lead by example. He averaged a triple double. I mean, it's it's one thing I'll agree with them that it it came off kind of cocky, but I actually agree with them when he talks about I not I don't have anything to feel sorry about. I left it all on the floor. He did. He put up forty one points last night. He averaged a triple double for the whole series. Okay, he I did I got his sense. job. He did so his what? job. No, he didn't. He still lost, my friend. He's not. He's one dude. He's, oh if, my god! If two of your starting five don't show up, you're playing one of the three. You're playing three on five for five games. If two of your five doesn't show
0: up, you get in their ass and make them move. And if that doesn't work, you replace them. You can't play
1: the game for him, and he ain't the coach. Now, that's I'm, the other part of this yeah, equation too. Is. How come, G- how come Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith were fucking starting after game two? Should have been ha- ha- ride some pine, boys. We're going it- to start some guys who might actually, you know, try. Show up. Make an effort.
0: I'm just saying, man. The, I got his stats. I got what he did. It wasn't enough. He needed to provide more. And leadership What, do you have nothing. to score 51 points? Hey, Michael Jordan scored 65 a, Average, tri- so average a triple-triple?
2: Okay, okay, hold awesome. up, hold up, hold up, hold up.
0: 65, right there.
2: Dude, dude, seriously, Chris, hang up on his ass who brings up Michael Jordan again. I'm not even <laughs> fucking with you. I'm dead serious. Hang the fuck up on him, and we'll do this show on our own. I'm not sitting here and talking about Michael Jordan. Motherfucker ain't been relevant for almost 20 years, dude. Stop. We're talking about fucking now, all right? None of us bring up Michael Jordan, and you're always constantly bringing him up and comparing him. Stop it, dude. Seriously, talk about the fucking now, or go live in the fucking past. Go start a podcast about how great it was twenty years ago when you were swinging for Michael Jordan's balls. Seriously, dude.
1: The Member Berry's podcast. <laughs> Remember Michael Jordan. Remember
2: Larry Byrne? Although I,
1: I will tell you, I, I, I might, I might, I might actually watch that Lakers Celtics. Uh, the two-part 30 for 30. Uh, dude, I've watched
2: every, every 30 for 30, even if I didn't give a fuck about the sport. So they're just that well done. Look, man, I'm not a big fan of LeBron. I don't know what more he could have done as far as his play. Now, if you want to argue his leadership, whatever, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We've, we've, we've gone over this. The guy just doesn't have the fucking killer instinct. The guy just doesn't have – not everyone's a born leader. And obviously, he's never had to learn to be a leader. He's just been the most dominant player when he was younger, and that was good enough. That was good enough to get a team through. I mean, all it, 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 we need to stop comparing him to other people in fucking history. About well, so and so did this, so and so did this, so and so did this, because you can always pull out one stat that trumps the stat that you're gonna put that this that that someone else is gonna pull out. And it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is what happened in the game last night. And I think and he's kind of right. I mean, dude, you put up 41. What was the final score? How oh, much did you 129 Twenty nine
0: 129-120. They lost by nine.
2: He put up. A third of their points. Yes. And you're telling me, with all that talent on that team surrounding him, the date, all they're getting paid, all right, and how much he, he, he has shown that he wanted them on the team because he, he fucking you know there's no one on that team he doesn't want. And he petitioned to get certain people on that team. He actually recruited them like he's a fucking college football coach or some shit. What more fucking do they need to be told to get motivated to go out there and play at their best? Their best just ain't good enough. Bottom line, they ran up against a team... Who we, we sat here and we we broke it down, unselfish, only care about winning, don't care about personal glory. I mean, uh, no one's talking about Steph Curry or Kevin Durant's legacy, but everyone everyone's going, oh, it's LeBron's legacy. What's the legacy? 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 You know what? Maybe it's starting to get to him. Maybe he's going. You know what? He's starting to believe his own fucking press. Yeah. What is my legacy? I got to have a legacy. No, motherfucker, you're right. You're playing right now. Stop worrying about what people are going to think about you thirty years after you have retired.
1: And I'll say this: Ain't you got kids? Here's your legacy. Basketball is your job. I'll say this about LeBron, man: He
0: is amazing. He is absolutely amazing. When he doesn't want to be stopped, he won't be stopped. That bank off the backboard to himself in the middle of a finals game? The fuck out of here! Just awesome. Awesome to watch, but I just he needs he needs more leadership skills, and uh, yeah, I just I don't see how somebody that wants to be the greatest in the NBA today can sit on the on the bench when your team's down in, in an elimination game.
1: He sat for like twenty something seconds. They said it was the first time he sat, and it was in the first quarter. Come on now. I'm talking about the fourth quarter, my friend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the fourth quarter, they were saying he sat out for like 20 seconds. And it, 27 seconds it was like the first time he'd sat out the whole game. You can't play 48 straight. He sat out for half a minute. He put up 41. What do you want from the man? I mean, and, well, now, it- and now we can start talking about the sun is setting. All right, now see? Now, now, now he got, went to the finals. He lost. He did all he can. You know, it wasn't like last year where he put the Cavaliers on his back for half of the playoffs.
0: Um, you know what, though? I'm going to throw you for a loop. I don't think the sun's setting on LeBron yet. I don't. I really don't. It just what I think has shown in this NBA Finals is LeBron needs all-stars. He needs a team of all-stars. He's a great piece. It's an amazing piece. Showed that in the Finals. You just rattled his stats off, Chris. Amazing piece, but he is only a piece. He is not the man. The well, Warriors the won because they have all the right pieces in all the right spots.
2: If he lacks leadership, then what needs to happen is someone above him. First of all, he this—you can't have a player running a te- running a team, and this is proof of it. I don't care who that player is. Eventually, it's going to stop working for you, and when it stop when it stops working wrestling control away from that player to try to get your team under control again, you're most likely going to have to blow up that team because what I think if, if, if it is a leadership issue, then what someone above him in that organization needs to do is call him into the owner, GM, whoever, call him in the office, set him down go, look, you know, you're the centerpiece of this team, but dude, you just don't have the leadership ability and skills we need. We need to bring in a coach who has that because you've now had eight shots at a championship and five times you've come up with nothing all right your batting average ain't that great for someone who's supposed to be the best player in the NBA over the stretch of time so they need to bring in a coach who's going to tell him shut up, do it my way and he's going to tell the rest of the team shut up do it my way and I, because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it, the whole Everything's built so much around LeBron that I agree with you when you say, well, it kind of is like he's a, he is the head coach of that team. I highly doubt there's hardly anything that goes down on that team that he doesn't fucking co-sign on. You can't have that, man. You cannot have that. Yeah, when you have Tyron Lugues giving a
0: coach's meeting and everything and he says something and has to look at LeBron and go... That's right, right? You're kind of fucked, dude.
2: I mean, who was the last player coach in any sport? As far as I know, it was Pete Pete Rose. Rose. Yeah. Now, Pete Rose is the type of guy to go out there during an All-Star game and end a dude's career to run him over at home plate to score a fucking run. That's a dude who would fucking leave life and limb on the field to win in in basically an exhibition game. So, of course, he's the type of guy who... Led by example. I mean, but, you know, you can make the argument that on a lot of great teams, it you know, you had great players who had to be reeled in because, well, when the, the inmates are running the asylum, what do you get? You get a clusterfuck. But like I said, Cleveland's problem is they have built everything around LeBron with his fucking approval. He's got, one, what, one year left on his contract? Yeah. All right. So, if they pull, if if they if if someone in the organization does what I said, what I'm saying, and goes, Mm-mm, we're not doing this next year. We're going to put well, it that in happened coach. in Miami, bro. Just so you know. And Can- w- and and what? W- okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Nostradamus. So you see what the fuck I'm getting at? Then. He's gonna fucking leave after his contract's up because he's once again he's not fucking the one calling all the shots. So it's a lose lose situation for Cleveland.
1: Last night they were asking him about his future, and he was like, "Oh, I'll go sit down and uh, figure all that out." I bet I bet bet money he ends up in a Golden State uniform when his contract's up.
2: I was gonna say his future oh, is no. his, his future is he's calling he's calling Durant, going, "Hey, man, you got any room out there?"
1: Well, the next question is, can he play for Steve Kerr? That's that's. No. That's oil and water, I think. Steve Kerr seems like a team guy. Uh, LeBron, uh, everything we're just talking about, LeBron is not a team guy. No. He's Rich, a me your, guy.
0: To your point, what I was saying is when he went down to Miami, he was reeled in. He was put in a, in a system, and that's what he had to do. And they won two championships down there with him.
1: Well, that's just, Pat Rowley was down there saying, shut the fuck that's- up and play. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and do what I tell you. I have more rings than you. Play basketball the way I tell you. And what happened? Exactly.
2: (laughs) The minute the what happened? The minute that he didn't win every single year, he was a championship every single year. He was down there. He felt the need to bolt for a town and a team that's going to let him fucking run the show. That is, I'm telling you, this is.
0: Well, and his team got broke up.
2: That is, it's a recipe for disaster, man. I don't give a fuck how great you think the guy is, right? Not not every player just because they're great means they 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 make a great head coach or a great general like manager.
1: He knew he could come home. He could be the mayor of Cleveland if he came back. He pretty he pretty much fucking is. Uh, we would say it's, no. Now we're falling into the trap that ESPN was falling into. Like the Warriors won, we should be sucking their dicks, not sitting here fucking fucking LeBron in his ass. All right, he lost. Sorry, he lost. Fucking, I think more people should be talking about Kevin Durant like they're talking about LeBron James. I mean, I think he's been, it's, it's just, I think he was down in OKC for so long, uh, making them a contender, apparently, cause no KD this year, no playoffs. But, I mean, now, I mean, just, just, my, just him on the entire finals watching him play. Holy shit. Like this, his name should be in more people's mouths. Than it is quite honestly, and maybe last night legitimized him, but he's he 's so fluid, I guess that 's what just at least watching him in the finals that 's what kind of struck me about him is he 's one of those guys that makes it look easy like, make, makes five foot ten white dudes think, oh, I could do that
2: that would, that goes back to the problem that the the pistons of you know fifteen years ago, fourteen whatever it 's been had is that there 's so many pieces they're so not the look at me types that they get lost. It's lost in the shuffle.
1: Yeah, I'd never heard right? of I mean, Chelsea Phillips till he was a piston. Like, who the fuck is this guy?
2: I literally was reading articles late last night about Kevin Durant's mom is the real MVP of this championship.
1: <laughs> yeah. He he no, but that's that's biting off his line when he won MVP. He called his mom the real MVP.
2: I understand that, but like, did you see? This is this is a guy who has no problem with that. He's like, say what the fuck you want. I'm just gonna win. I don't care. I don't need to be the fucking the center of attention, the spotlight. I'm just gonna win. I mean, it's I I I don't know.
1: Think Russell Westbrook's hitting him up today? Hey man, they got They got room up there. (laughs) <laughs> hey,
0: man. Um, we were boys. Do you guys know who Patrick McCaw is? Oh, do
1: after last night,
0: rookie? Don't you though? Don't you though? But that's a, a th- fucking rookie.
1: But that's coaching right there. That's Steve Kerr leaving somebody with a hot hand in to do his thing. Not going up, oh, right? Rook. Rook, you got your you got your amount of playing time in, so you can get a ring. You know, not, none of that. It was guy had a hot hand. He he rode it. You know, let's ride this horse till it fucking dies.
0: Warriors had no problem throwing him the ball. Didn't matter if it was Durant, Curry, Thompson. Didn't matter. He's Passing finding the
2: ball. He's finding a basket, man. Well, I mean, dude, it, it's it's a good. It's just it's a good coach. That's a coach who gets out of his own fucking way. It's a coach who goes, all right. Let me let me let me go with, like you said, the hot hand. I mean, do, do you remember? Oh shit, I can't remember his name. It was in the it was in the the 06, uh playoffs for the tigers against the a's and leland started i can't remember but he's a, he basically was a bench guy in the outfield and everybody was going nuts why are you starting this guy at this time why are you starting this guy at this time and he comes out and he fucking i think he smacked two home runs and what i mean obviously they won the game because they swept out you know oakland that year but i mean
1: leland was all about pitcher batter matchups
2: Well, this is this was his thing. He goes, "What time do we warm up in Detroit?" He goes, "We're playing a game that's five o'clock in Detroit. Yet it's what? Uh, That'd be what two o'clock, one thirty, whatever." Yep. And he was like, he just kills it in batting practice. He's used to hitting around this time of day. He's a bench guy. He comes off the bench when we need him. And people were looking at each other like, "What the fuck is Leland talking about?" And he goes out and he smacks two home runs, and they're the winning runs of that game. Well. Gee, that's what you pay Leland for, huh? To know shit that other people don't fucking take into consideration. That's what a good coach does. And, yeah, you're right. How many coaches would have been like, no, nah, you're a rookie. You haven't earned the right to be out there in a clinching game.
1: Yeah, we're just giving you your, the, your required amount of minutes so you can get a ring with the rest of the team. No, it's And you could argue if McCaw doesn't stay in that game, Cleveland might catch up. He came through with a few key buckets when Cleveland it was. clutched. Yeah, when Cleveland was getting within striking distance, that cat came through. Oh, it just, it's, I don't know. I get a feeling looking at this team and you watch them play. It's like, I, I told you, man, this is like 96, 97 Bulls type of shit. Like, we we might be witnessing the start of something huge. I mean, we, we probably already have.
0: Well, I th- yeah, I was going to say, the start happened, what, two years ago? I mean, they just, they fire on all cylinders all the damn time. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they got a flat tire, somebody's, you know, had an off game, that's all right. We got you. D up, man. D up and we'll get you. Pass me the ball. I got it. This can't get ball, man.
1: Fucking, but out, just out. It was, it, was, it was a great game. I mean, too, this was also, you could argue, this was the first good game of the series. I mean, uh, games one through three were... Well, one and two were pretty much over by the first half. Three, it got exciting for a second, uh, but it was still all Warriors. Four, I mean, it was all Cavs all the time. And then this game was, a, it was the only one where it was actually a decent game as far as... It, you you know, us checking the score, you know, I didn't start watching until uh, the second half. But us checking the score all throughout the first half. And, I mean, it was... There was a couple times in the first half, I'm like, ooh, damn Cleveland, you're going to play? But sure enough, you know, check back at halftime, they're only down by what, eight? And again, putting up 70 in the first half, Golden State, Jesus Christ. There are some college teams who don't put that up in a whole game. They put it up like two, two halves in a row, or two first halves in a row. And with, I, with, uh, with LeBron
0: leaving Cleveland, though, I mean, there's a lot of moving going on in the NBA right now. So he could end up in somewhere like Houston or OKC. Mellow's looking to leave New York. Uh, What's that other New York guy, the tall white dude? I can't think of his name. Phil Jackson? No. There's (laughs) their draft pick who Phil Jackson actually offended his agent. (laughs) Prozingas? Is that his name? Uh, Yes. Oh, Prozingas. Yeah. Prozingas, yeah. He might be leaving. You got the NBA draft coming in. Lonzo Ball's going to be drafted. Nah. Uh, Josh Jackson. that yeah, speaker girl. Josh Jackson.
1: I hope Lonzo I mean, Ball doesn't get drafted. I hope the Lakers go, psych!
0: <laughs> just kidding.
2: <laughs> well, according, according to the Lakers, they were okay with his workout for him.
0: Yeah, it was just meh. What's that?
2: I mean, talk about damning him with faint praise. So how was the workout for, you know, supposedly the best player in the draft? It was okay.
0: He's all right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of talent to be had right now, and there could be, you know, a, a super team being formed on the horizon. But it,
1: it, it's going to take that
0: to dethrone well, the, the Warriors. Well,
1: they were talking about that last night on ESPN. Well, who, hold on, who, because... Who, who Who's going... What, did, like, what team in the East could even do... Could even try to make any moves to compete with Golden State?
2: Well, okay, I hate to... I mean the the whole super team thing. LeBron was asked last question of the of his press conference last night. You know how he felt. He's been a, the question was you've been a part of two super teams yourself. Do you feel that going forward? Yeah, this this Cleveland and Miami, well, this, I guess, is what the,
1: this Cleveland team supposed to be a super team. Uh,
2: well, the Cleveland team from last year was. I guess it's what the the. The reporter was saying. Well, anyways, he he was asked, so do you think he, this is how the, you know, in the NBA, how winning teams are going to be built from this point forward? And LeBron goes, I don't believe I've ever played for a super team. I don't believe in that. Now, do you guys have any more questions before you don't see me for a long time?
0: I can't hit that. that
1: what? That must wow. have been after I yeah, fell asleep. It
0: was definitely a fucking
2: super are team. Are you Sorry, insane?
1: Is, is he a flat earther? Are you just. Denying reality? Did he vote for Trump?
2: Here, I'm sending you the link, and it is the... It's the... First video in that link.
1: You have got to be out of your mind, LeBron James, if you think you were not part of a super team. I mean,
2: he pretty much just fucking dismisses the question, and like...
1: Get the fuck out of my face! Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, that's... I got about halfway through this press conference. On the left side? Hey,
0: LeBron, uh, Eric Pincus, Basketball Insiders. You've been a part of two super teams, the one you have here, the one you had in Miami. Uh, looking at what the Cavaliers, rather, the, the Golden State Warriors do. have done, are you still a. a talk about a fan the of definition the country, of you super team good, is. For the NBA to build these teams, how they brought in Kevin. And you get what I'm asking? Um, no, not really. I don't, I don't believe I've played for a super team. I um, don't okay. believe in that. Okay. Um, I believe we're a super team here. Oh, um, really? shit. You guys want one more question before I leave and not see you guys for a long time?
1: Damn. What a dick.
2: All right. So, I mean, first of all, he's delusional. Yeah. Second of all, the reporter's question is valid because we've discussed it on here. This is how you build teams to win in, in modern day NBA. You don't like it. That's fine. Then don't like it. All right talk about how great it was back in the day when when you, when the hair on your nuts was just fuzz, and bore your grandchildren with stories about, you know, back in the day and all that shit. Um, but th- that doesn't change the fact that we live in reality right now. And reality right now is the NBA is set up to build it up to reward teams who go out and build build themselves the way that pretty much every championship team has been built post 2008 Celtics and that's now if he have said uh if, if he, the question had been so LeBron how do you feel being you know the originator of the super team by going to Miami and he'd have been like well f- first of all I we weren't the first super team in modern NBA Celtics were they went out and had the big three you know I mean they Celtics lost that draft lottery and said, fuck this, we're not taking that. We're not taking this shit from the NBA. Fuck the NBA, we're doing it our way. And they got Kevin Durant, and they got uh, uh, Ray Allen. Kevin Garnett. Garnett, yeah, excuse Kevin, me. Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Grant. Kevin, yeah. Uh, I'm,
1: it's morning, we understand.
2: Yeah, all three hours sleep I had last night was great. But um,
1: We are partying with Michael Rappaport, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I gotta admit, the... The the NBA Finals has brought me back to the Pack. I'm usually a part of it during football season, but it's gotten me back into the Michael Rappaport podcast. In stereo. You should check it out. It has no affiliation with us. We're just fans.
0: I'm going to say this. I don't think Cleveland is a super team. I don't think it has been.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like,
0: two super teams. I know of one. I I definitely think Miami was a massive
2: super team. Cleveland right now is all right. Like... I think it's time that we start realizing and we start admitting that the cast of surrounding players around LeBron aren't as good as people want to make them out to be.
1: Last night, too. I mean, one of their big because I'm guessing the the, the 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 blah blah blah. The the three stars on this one are supposed to be uh, LeBron, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Love last night. Uh, what uh, six whole points? Eight whole points? I mean, that was. You know, uh, yeah. that was probably a big reason why you lost, but eh. love his rookie season, he was good. And then what uh, last year, he was hurt most of the year. And then this year, he's been okay. I think, in my opinion, there's only two stars, uh, star stars on the team uh, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving.
2: Well, that's what I'm getting Look, I mean, These aren't, these aren't fucking, these, yeah, these are stars if they're the only fucking players. Their caliber on a team like in the middle of but fuck nowhere that it hardly ever makes the playoffs on a team that's supposed to be built to win these guys they've proven it now
1: Stars show they're, up in the playoffs
2: yeah I mean they're, they're 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 not even good role players we just sat here and you know spent how many ever minutes swinging from fucking Golden State's nuts. Talking about you know rookies and shit and blah blah blah, they got they, get, they got role players. They got the guys who fill in the cracks between the superstars. It's time to be honest. It's time to stop bullshitting and and and, and trying to pump up the, a narrative that doesn't exist. Cleveland doesn't have all that great of fucking players on it outside of LeBron. It's just not. It just does. It just doesn't. These guys. These guys are not first ballot Hall of Famers. Woot! That's truth. Correct but they're wait but here's the thing they're the guys he wanted though so once again that go that speaks to well maybe he don't need to be running the team once again just because you can score 41 points and average a triple double through the fucking playoffs whatever the fuck all right does not mean you, you're automatically going to be a good gm and a good coach
1: it seems maybe scout isn't in lebron's
2: future no definitely Most basketball so i mean it's <clears throat> I, to me, talking about the future of the NBA, everything goes through Golden State. Everything goes through Golden State. I mean, just, until further notice, I, someone, another team is going to have to step up and prove that, no, it's going to have to go through us. And that's going to take more than one season, As is all there is to it. If, if some team comes out of nowhere and goes and beats Golden State in the finals next year or beats Golden State on their way to the finals, that's fine. But, but one season where you, where you stop a team does not prove that the championship still doesn't go through that fucking – doesn't go through there. I mean, you could, you could honestly make a pretty strong case that even though he hasn't won eight championships, you had to go through LeBron to get to the championships. But that doesn't mean that, that he's going to win them all.
1: Yeah. I love I mean, the point
2: you brought up last week, Rich, that the super team, quote-unquote,
0: that the Warriors are, was made through the draft.
1: Yes, exactly. They, they weren't stars until they won a championship. You know, Steph Curry but, but was just an beat. up-and-coming rookie. Draymond Green was just a guy that uh, they got from Michigan State. You know, Clay Thompson was just an up-and-coming shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know,
2: but See, pe- people don't want it for whatever reason, a lot of people don't want to fucking admit that. that and, and it's not just a Golden State issue. That's a lot of good teams throughout throughout history i mean you know talk to all the shit you want about the yankees in the 2000s the yankees in the 90s built through the fucking draft mm-hmm. they drafted Derek jeter they drafted mariano rivera they drafted jorge posada they dra- i mean you know and, it was it was only it was only in the 2000s in the late 90s after they had won what they won in 06 or 96 98 99. And I think probably you could argue maybe starting with the 99 season, they started trying to load up on fucking every high priced free agent out there. They thought it would do them some good. But that only makes fucking sense. Which, by the way, you can't blame them.
1: Stephen A. Smith said he's okay with super teams when it comes to the Yankees. He said when it comes to his Yankees, he's fine with super teams. But it's some more perspective for you, too. Let's just go back to uh, before three years ago. The only superstar on Golden State would be quote-unquote superstar would be Kevin Durant until three years ago when they won their first championship now it's a team that now they're stacked you know now it's like it's like fishing in a stock pond well fuck it they built their team their big shiny free agent ad has been KD and it just paid off in dividends like a motherfucker
0: and the funny part is when they went to recruit him the entire team went to recruit him
1: (laughs) oh uh, Durant you're talking about the Warriors yeah he. They
0: approached him. Yeah, they met uh, in the offseason.
1: Oh, it wasn't him going. Hey, man, can I complain? Your can I complain? No, you? he
0: was he was shopping himself around to free agents, and he he met with a lot of teams, and you know, so and so from one team, and you know, so and so from another team, and the entire fucking Golden State starting lineup went to <laughs> to Kevin Durant. It right like, there. This is why you need to come with us. Right
1: there. More culture. More, more of the culture that we were talking about on Golden State. The whole, the whole team went to recruit this guy. They didn't send a fucking suit, you know, with an, with an Amex black card and buy him hookers and take him out for fucking $200 stakes. Well, I mean, maybe. But <laughs> that, that might have been the after party. But. I mean, that right there, that's, that means there's a culture built at Golden State around around the team.
0: Yeah, like, you know, Houston would send, you know, James Harden, their all-star, quote-unquote, with him and, and the coach and whatnot and would go. But Steve Kerr, uh, you know, Curry, Thompson, Green, Iguodala, uh,
1: they, they all win. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> Paid off for him. Hey, by the way, Draymond Green, except for his mouth... You know, kept himself well-behaved this playoffs. No nut punches. No I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of scuffling, too, but it, it was West and knocked Draymond. Well, I mean, trust me, man. I'm sure he, he says that he feels like he cost him the championship last year, and he did. So, you know, he's got his act together this year. Talked, talked about a whole fan base. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I chuckled a little bit. I was like, yeah, that's kind of a dick move, but it's kind of funny at the same time. But uh,
0: PG-13 is uh, on the move as well. I just, if there's going to be a super team made, it'll be next year.
1: Where? That's the thing. Last night, ESPN brought a good points. You pick your destination, Where? though. The only you thing... You could do it in, you I could do it in with Houston.
0: Boston. You could do it in Boston. Absolutely Boston. You could do it in OKC. You, you, I mean, places. You could do it in, in LA. You could do it on the Lakers. Or the Clippers, either one. I mean, you know, he—they're old in the Clippers, but I mean, they still got a lot of, of juice left in the tank there. Blake Griffin needs to go somewhere, but other than that, you got Jordan, you got CP three.
1: come Pistons.
0: So I mean, it, it, there's places where pieces are needed, and sooner those pieces are filled, right? You'll have a super team.
1: Well, NBA off begins today. So well, no, by October oh by the, oh, by then it it'll, it'll be football season the
0: the problem i see is what we've already said you can put a super team together even the super team in miami or the one that was in la i just don't see them beating the warriors because of who they are not the great talents and and all the I, you know superstars but just because they're so freaking
1: unselfish and if, they they gel so fluid if they keep playing at this level No one's beating them. I mean, that's... And think about this. Put this into your brain and swirl it around for a second. This is supposed to be the the year they're getting used to playing with Kevin Durant. He hasn't quote-unquote gelled with the team yet as far as chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is supposed to be the year they're ironing out all the wrinkles of adding Durant into their game plan. And they want a title. And they want it handily. Like, that's what I'm saying when when Friday when I was talking about... Like, we're we're talking 96-97 Bulls type of shit. Like, that's... I'm looking down the road. Like this is supposed to be the adjustment year, and they're playing at this kind of level. Good God, man! I'm saying the next part of half a decade, it might be Gold State, Gold State, Gold State, Gold State, Gold State. Like we might be looking at a run like that that we haven't seen for like 20 years. Yeah, I mean they
2: have they have all the pieces in place. They're young. Uh, at, it seems like the team gets along. I don't hear any. You don't hear any rumblings about you know backbiting, shit talking amongst guys in the locker room. No one's you ratting out
1: anyone for cheating on their girlfriend.
2: You don't yeah on social d- media. You don't have you don't have one player, you know, constantly bitching and complaining and and I need help and all this shit. I mean, you know, it, it's not it's not a spotlight shining directly on one player, so it's not gonna breed contempt, and jealousy. I, and like I said, man, I, as far as I'm concerned, championships for the next couple of years go through that fucking team. And you, the only way to prove me wrong is to do it. I mean, the I, I just I don't see how anyone can, can make any other argument at this point. I mean, unless the 2018 season comes up and LeBron just... Does something insane, and there is another team willing to let him piece together a non-super team for him to play for again, and he does it. I mean, I just I, I don't see anybody coming up to really challenge him on a realistic level.
0: Well, and that's I, I see the exact same thing you do, Rich. And yeah, Kevin Durant had thirty nine points, but uh, Draymond Green had ten, Thompson had eleven. Iguodala had 20, Curry had 34, but moreover, Green had 12 rebounds, uh, Durant had 7, Curry had 10 assists. I mean, all of this is where you're going to fail to beat the Warriors. You can't stop one person and say, okay, now we got it. You can't stop two people and say, okay, there it is. And as we saw yesterday, you can't stop their starting five and say, we got it. Because they throw out a rookie named McCall that nobody knows who gets you the points you need when you need them. They'll be like,
1: check out this guy. We've been hiding the entire time. Right, and they're like, oh, he's a fucking rookie. Whatever. He ain't
0: got nothing. Wait, why is he scoring?
1: Oh, wait, wait. he came up in our system. Oh, he <laughs> plays like us.
0: <laughs> it's, it's sick because it looks like a robot. You're right. It looks like he just comes out of the Warriors locker room and he's, okay, he's a Warrior. That's just how that shit works.
1: Yeah. So, there we go, guys. NBA season done. See ya. ya. Camp starts September. Uh, The other title this week... uh, It's time for you guys. Because another another title... Another title in Titletown! Another Stanley Cup. Pittsburgh Penguins. Bringing home the Stanley Cup. It, It was a series there for a second. Oh. Nashville made it interesting, but...
2: Well I mean the only thing really to say is pittsburgh I mean they just they 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 outplayed <laughs> they outplayed Nashville period I mean there's there's nothing there's nothing really to say the only the only two beefs I have with that clinching that clinching game is one. I think that this this is a season that a player on the team that didn't win the Stanley Cup should have got the Conn Smythe. I think Pecorino should have gotten the Conn Smythe over anyone on the Penguins.
1: Have they ever done that?
2: Yeah, a, yeah. The player they, on
1: the losing team gets the Conn Smythe.
2: Yeah, it happened with uh, Jaguar when he was with uh, uh, the Ducks and. That's who I'm kind of comparing Pecorini's you know, postseason run to. I mean, he went through Chicago. He went through St. Louis. I mean, dude, here's here and here's here's my case where people are going to go. Well, he didn't win a cup. Okay, whatever. Let me make this point. You saw both goaltenders for Pittsburgh. To the point where even the casual fans knew both their names. Name me the backup goaltender for Nashville. Uh, mm. Oh, I know. Pick on, me.
1: Can you say, Come on, goalie guy. You,
2: say it. What? You don't know Iceman? Oh, he's got to Google it. Ah. Just like everybody else. That's my <laughs> point. Okay. That's my point. End of discussion. All right. He stood in that fucking net. He won 14 games. The closest... After him is Craig Anderson, who is the Senators' goalie with 11. Flurry won nine games. Murray won seven. So that's goalie by committee in Pittsburgh. All right, once again, Sidney Crosby didn't even lead his his team in scoring in the playoffs. And he wins the Smythe. Now, did he have a good playoffs? Yes, he did. For all the shit that I fucking feel and talk about, Sidney Crosby... He actually did something this year I didn't think he was capable of doing. He went out there and kept his pissing and moaning and crying to a minimum for him. And I mean, it doesn't doesn't hurt that his GM went out and started crying in lieu of him. So as you know, he's by proxy getting he's still getting his cry his crybaby shit out through his GM. But you can't you know whatever he learned his lesson. Shut the fuck up. Go out there and win the cup. No one wants to hear your fucking excuses. No one wants to hear how how you get picked on. And uh, I, honestly, the I I don't think he I don't think that he's learned his lesson as far as he's not crying because he realizes he gives it as far as cheap dirty play, he gives it as good as he gets it. I still think he's got that victim mentality, but that's just me. He's had it since he's had it since day one when he stepped into the NHL. I mean, anytime anything doesn't go his way, he's being victimized in his mind. So, I, you know, you can't reason with people like that. People like that, before the puck hits the ice, they already have how the story is going to play out in their head, and it's either they overcome being victimized, so they're some sort of superhero. Or they couldn't overcome the oppression they're facing. Help, you know, it turns, help, I'm being repressed. it turns into some, like, SJW bullshit on the ice, you know. But to his credit, kept his mouth shut, went out there. He led the entire fucking league in the playoffs in assists. And that's been one of my beefs with him is that... He's
1: always taking the shot.
2: Well, I mean, it's a team game whether he wants to admit it or not. I mean, it's just, it's you know... What other people... I mean, I, I, as far as scoring in the playoffs, he's fourth on the list with eight goals. I mean, as far as, you know, goals. Philip Forsberg's got nine goals, for fuck's sake. You know, and he's, I mean, who the fuck is Philip Forsberg? Uh, if you were not a Nashville fan, who the fuck is Philip Forsberg besides, oh, is he related to fucking Forsberg from the 90s Avalanche? Nigga Forsberg? Yeah, that's it. It's guarantee you, to the casual hockey fan, that's exactly what they were thinking.
0: And just so you guys know, I know who the back goalie is. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. I call him number 74.
2: All right. Whatever, buddy. Well, it doesn't – okay, the point was is that – okay, Pecorine's goals against average, 1.96. Matthew Matthew Murray's, 1.70. Murray also played a lot less games. Like I said, goalie by committee. His Matthew Murray save percentage nine three seven. Peckarina's nine three zero. Matthew Murray had three shutouts. Peckarina had two. I mean, you're talking about a guy played who put up a, a, a performance for the fucking ages against Chicago. First of all, definition of Stonewall on the team, and then come in and basically fucking, except for one game, held his own against the Penguins, a team that everyone picked to be there, and Nashville, a team that. Nobody picked to be there. So that's where I'm coming from as far as I think he should have won the Conn Smythe.
1: Even Nashville was surprised they made the playoffs. Or now no, the other beef
2: pe- is- Oh I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, say that they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Rich, do uh, you know uh, how to
0: pronounce his name?
2: I'm not off the top of my head. It's Juice Soroso. Soros? What? Soros? I... Juice Sorosis.
0: See, that's why I said number 74.
2: Now, the the other beef I have is that bullshit non-goal call that would have gave Nashville the lead in game 6. The rule oh in the
3: NHL,
0: oh the, rule in the my-
2: NHL is that when the puck is frozen or the ref can't see it, he blows the whistle. That puck was never frozen and everybody could see that fucking puck. I don't know what the fu- I don't know why they didn't go to fucking a review. And why they didn't say that was a that was a bunk bullshit whistle, and this is this is my beef with that. That happens in the regular season. That's just bad luck, man. It shit happens in games. This is Stanley Cup Finals. This is the this is this is a Stanley Cup Final clinching game, nationally televised. All right, you are the fourth sport, and fighting to keep that fourth. Yeah. Most popular spot in Against North America. The Cup. <laughs> they will build that wall soon. It's going to be soccer people. I mean, honestly, if it was if it was just America, not not including Canada, it would probably be NASCAR, hockey, and then hockey and soccer are down there fighting it out near the bottom. All right, for for fifth and sixth. I always but forget we, about but, racing. But I mean. If you racing. include Canada, racing just isn't all that. I mean, it, it whatever. It's got its fans in Canada, but it's 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 nothing like hockey in Canada. And so in North America, yeah, it's 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 a top four sport simply because you have a country of 37 million, and I guarantee you, 25 million of those people are fucking rabid hockey fans. Yeah. But anyways, I- my point is, is that in, in 99, the NHL allowed the cup to be decided on a goal that in any other fucking game would have been disallowed and embarrassed themselves to the point where they went and they fucking real quietly, real quick the minute that fucking game was over with, before the Stars even had their parade, they changed the rule. And I guarantee you, they if they could have, they'd have been like, and we retroactively changed this rule to include that game. But they couldn't get away with that. So now they, they've had in two national fucking games that are being nationally televised where the most casual fans are watching, where they're trying to make new fans, they've had goals that really fucking mean something, one that counted that shouldn't have and one that didn't count that should have. And it didn't help that every single announcer from NBC to CBC to the French fucking announcers all said the same thing. Nashville got robbed on that goal. That was a bad call on the ice. You can't have that in the Stanley Cup Finals in a deciding game. If anybody needed any fucking fuel for their... The NHL wants Crosby to win, and so they're going to push their fucking golden boy to the front, along with whatever team he's on, just so happens to be the Penguins at this point... The NHL just gave those people fucking fuel. Personally, I don't think I don't think that was it. I think it was just you had a ref who made it a fucking who was way way premature on that whistle. That's a bad call, brother. I mean, it's not like the goalie froze the puck and you have players scrambling and other refs there. Why are you blowing a whistle from an angle just because you couldn't see the puck for a split second? Oh,
0: I can't see it. Where'd it go?
1: That, that guy over there can
2: see it. Don't worry about it. I mean, so, it. it not to, I mean, and once again, would that have changed the outcome of the series? I don't know. I mean, we could play the what-if game. If Nashville, <laughs> has game one, seven. if Nashville had a one-goal lead at that point, could they have held on to it? I mean, if we're just going to go by the, what Pittsburgh did with a goalie in net, it would have been a tie game that went into overtime. Because Pittsburgh didn't get any... The only other goal they got was fucking an empty netter. And by the way, I can't remember who scored the empty net goal off the top of my head. Homeboy waited till he was right up on that goal to shoot. He was not going to fucking miss an open net. That was hilarious. Yeah. Because well, no, it- usually... Usually you see guys like pass the hash marks and they'll fucking wind up and take a shot on an empty net. He fucking skated right up there like he was taking a penalty shot.
1: Because then you end up in a fucking YouTube
2: compilation, all right? Yeah, it's kind of like throwing out the first pitch. Do a homer shot? It's like the first pitch compilation of like 50 Cent and Baba Booey from the Howard Stern show.
1: You end up in that kind of shit.
2: You know, just like you know what not to do if you play hockey. I mean, I understand it. It was just funny because, like I said, he was not risking blowing that. And I mean, hey, I I get it. You know, I mean that's 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 what you're it's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're playing to win the game. So, but yeah, uh, I you know, I that's the only two beefs I have with how. That series went out. I mean, I could have pretty much told you before Batman even announced that um, Crosby was, was getting the Con Smythe that they, they were going to give it to him. I just. I, I knew that they, they. There's no way they're not. If there's any fucking. any case to be made for him to win the Con Smythe and he wins a cup, they're going to give it to him. So. I mean, it's just kind of like it's, eh, you know, whatever. It's like the it's like the NBA pushing LeBron for the past, you know, what, 10, 13 years. It's just what they do, man. That's that's this is their this is the face of the of the sport. And I mean, you know, they want to keep him out in front and keep him in the forefront of people's minds as much as possible. I did think it was hilarious that Nashville, a team that. Has no fucking history, really, when it comes to hockey. Even their fans knew to Boo (laughs) Bettman. I mean, mercilessly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, homeboy, he put one foot on the ice. The fans saw him, and just they started coming down with the Boo Birds, man. And I was like, god damn, man. Even a team that has no reason to hate you, hates you. That's hilarious. But... There was a few other things. Nashville fans throwing shit on the ice, and you know when they were pissed off after the empty net goal, and blah blah blah. And you know, I mean, I don't know. Is that what you want from a fan base? No. Is it kind of understandable considering they've been hosed on that call earlier? Yeah, but once again, you can't do that. And if the NHL was really a stickler for rules like they like they want to act like they would or they are. They would have fucking assessed Nashville a penalty for delay of game for their fans throwing shit on the ice. But they probably figured at that point they'd have had a riot. And if you, if you don't think there's a historical precedent for hockey fans rioting over a call, you don't know your NHL history. That's just all I'm going to... Go look it up. Maple Leafs, Red Wings. Go look it up. And I'm talking about back in the day when they played with chicken wire instead of glass around the boards. So...
3: But, yeah, did, you mean,
0: about, uh, did you hear about Did you hear about Flurry? What about him? He waived his no-trade clause, so now they can protect Murray for the uh, expansion draft.
2: Well, I mean, Flurry was on the trading block at least rumors-wise for most of last season, and Murray is the younger of the goalies, so obviously they want to go with the youth movement. I don't know if. If you got to win a Stanley he's a rookie, Cup, with, isn't he? If you got if you got to go with, the, if you have to win a Stanley Cup with a, uh, uh, uh shit, well, wow, brain fart. Isn't Murray a
0: rookie? Well,
2: I mean, 2015, 2016, he played 13 games. So I mean, I, he's a rookie starter for last year. Started 47 games last season or this season versus 13 the year before, I mean, do you consider that a rookie? No, I, mean, I was, just
0: kept hearing people calling him a rookie.
2: I mean, he was, he was if you if you start 13 games, you're a backup goalie, in my opinion. You know, if you're a rookie who they call up because their backup goalie was injured, you start one or two games and then go back down to the minors. Then you're a rookie the next year when you start. When you're the, the starting goalie for the, you know, a good portion of of the games, but once again, dude, winning a cup by goalie by committee, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna put your entire future on this guy? I mean, that's that's the question that in my mind Pittsburgh has to ask itself. You know, is is this is this what we're gonna you know is this who we're we're putting the the resting all our hopes on is him. I mean, he started forty-seven games out of eighty-two, a little bit over half. I mean, he's he's got good numbers. He's got a you know for that for those forty-seven starts, you know, two point four one goals against with a nine-two-three save average. Not bad at all, you know. Thirty-two wins, ten losses. But I mean, it, you con You that confident in his performance in the playoffs? Obviously not. If you were throwing Flurry in for games.
0: I just thought it was fucked up that they asked him to uh, waive his no trade clause and no move clause or whatever, so they could protect Murray. That was kind of messed up.
2: Well, you knew that it had to come because Flurry isn't. They're not going to protect Flurry. I mean, Flurry was the goalie of the two thousand nine Penguins. You know, that was their guy then. That's, what eight seasons ago? I mean, it's it's been a, it's been a while. I mean, so he's getting long in the tooth. He's the type of goal. He's the type of goalie who, who typically does end up on, a, on an expansion team in an expansion draft. Usually, the expansion draft ends up you end up with a bunch of old players and guys who are in their prime, but they're third or fourth line guys at best, and they end up playing on the first and second lines with the old guys.
0: Bye, Felicia.
2: I mean, when Tampa Bay first came in the league, I think they start like their first season. You are a
1: full-grown man. You just said, bye, Felicia. I'd like to point I, that out.
2: <laughs> I think their uh, star player in their first season was like Ger- Gerard Gallant. And that was a cast-off from the Red Wings. And, I mean, that was, you know, dude, he was almost ready to collect Social Security as far as fucking See, if age if, then. If you have Gerard
1: Gallant and it's not 1987, I mean, what what are you doing?
2: No, the year started with a ninety, and I believe it yeah. ended. I think ninety two, ninety three was their first season. I, I think. Don't hold me to it, but yeah, I mean, dude, that's that's he's well past his prime. Sorry. So, um, but yeah, the other, I mean, the, the other interesting story to come out of the finals, post finals, is apparently, PK Subban, who didn't have, didn't give any interviews, post game six. That wasn't his choice. That was a punishment handed down by Nashville because apparently he ran his mouth, and the team actually hit him with some some like violation of team policy. So you're out there flapping your gums when you shouldn't have been talking about shit you shouldn't have been talking about. Was it Crosby ramming
1: his face into the ice at some point?
2: I well, I highly doubt that. Um, I assume it's no. He was. He was. No, I know. Really? And in other breaking news, guys, water's wet. You don't think I fucking saw that? Come on, I'm talking about his com- fucking comments about the bad breath bullshit and all that shit. Oh, for real? You th- that would-
1: he really yeah. had retribution
2: for that? Apparently. Wow. And here's the thing: this is not the first time he's had he's had issues in the locker room. Oh. That's how come he's not on the Montreal Canadiens anymore. That was the whole reason for the trade. I mean, that was on paper. On paper, that was as even of a trade as I've seen in a very long time. That was two players basically swapping teams because their current team they had issues with, and the hope was Subban would come to Nashville and leave his issues in Montreal. And it seems like he came to Nashville. I guarantee you, and this is just the world we live in these days. People can say, "I don't see color." But that's bullshit I guarantee you he did he did open up uh, a a fan base in Nashville as a black player playing in a southern city in a non-traditional hockey town guarantee you he did open up a fan base to him but I mean the hope was yeah he's gonna come down here it's gonna end his issues with the lot you know in the locker room blah 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 and here we go. You know, same shit. Apparently same shit, different fucking team.
1: Well, I mean, they got Jack Daniels in the Gatorade cooler there. Let's see. <laughs> nice yeah, you know, things get out of well, hand.
2: considering the post-game wrap-up with Mike Milberry, a guy was on air, clear as day, screaming, fuck you, you cocksucker, Mike Milberry, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> to the point where Mike Milbury stopped talking to the camera, turned and looked at the guy and looked back at the camera and said, sorry about that. We have some overzealous fan back here because the dude was apparently TV so close. Did talk
1: for Hammered?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, dude was I'm so close to the, throw the throw fucking announcer's table that you could hear him clear his day. I mean, it's like, imagine if we, if, if we were sitting next to each other and your mic was turned off, and I'm talking with a raised or my mic was turned off, but your mic is open, and I'm uh-huh. talking in a raised voice. That's how clear it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, Nashville. Dude, Nashville. I, I think, Nashville fans are passionate. Ever, I'll give them that. Well, you know,
1: and I'm not joking about how much they love Jack Daniels down there. Have you ever been in the Nashville Airport? Like Jack no. Daniels, the distillery is featured prominently in the airport. It's like a fucking picture of it at the baggage claim. Like, just saying. It's a party. have like, yeah, a picture of it. it Country music Daniels, and
2: drinking. Jack Daniels is made in a dry county. You can't even buy it in the county it's made in. I know, right? You would talk about fucking ironic. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, so, I, you know, another, another season coming and gone. Um,. I you know I guess the the talk now starts uh I, I know it started for the hockey news and nhl.com where does this penguins team rank in the best ever uh, I know yeah. I think it was nhl.com had a had a poll going at the beginning of the playoffs it ran for a couple weeks and i want to say the number 1 team or number 2 team according to the poll was the 92 93 penguins and i'm just shaking my head at that one or no 91 92 penguins Which yeah that was hey, it
1: by the way golden state not the first time or first team i've seen the word dynasty thrown around about this week do you agree
2: oh about pittsburgh yes uh, yeah but i have to i have to amend my i have to amend my thought process about a dynasty um because i mean if you go from 2009 to now they've won 3 cups
1: that's not dynasty and, material
2: but it is in the sal- in the, the post salary cap era it's really hard especially winning back-to-back cups
1: 3 cups in 8 years is dynasty
2: in the salary cap era in the nhl i mean
1: <sighs> in my opinion you win over if you win 5 or more in a decade that's my definition of dynasty quite like 50 percent or better of the last decade you you're the man or men or people i'm sorry you are the right pronoun you're the you're the them
0: <laughs> yeah there, i mean there's been plenty of dynasties in, in multiple sports as you know the the 90s red wings obviously was a dynasty but i i don't see pittsburgh as being a dynasty
1: if they win the next, uh, just in my book, they win the next two years, there you go. There's your five and ten years, boom.
2: Well, I mean, I'm just, I don't know, because if, we're, if five and ten years is the criteria, then there are no dynasties in the NHL since the Islanders. I mean, I I mean if, if, that's the, if that's the criteria.
1: I wouldn't call the Red Wings a dynasty. Their cups were all broken up, except for their first two. They won three in uh, five years. Well, they
0: were in the playoffs 25 years straight.
1: Come on, that, that's not a dynasty. Dynasty, to me, dynasty. The my brain, there are multiple championships in a small amount of time,
0: like, and there were multiple championships in a small amount of time with them.
1: Three, of, I think, three out of five years. I mean, yeah,
2: I'm gonna say this. I'll say this about Pittsburgh. I truly believe Pittsburgh is the best team of the post salary cap era, and the only team I think they could give them a run for their money. Post salary cap era is Chicago Blackhawks. They won in 2010, 2013, 2015. Um, I mean, to win back to back cups in the salary cap era is, I mean, that's that's the whole reason they put the salary cap in there. That is the whole reason. The whole reason. People like to point to that 2002, 2001, 2002 Red Wings team and go, that's the reason for the salary cap. No. That's part of the reason. The other part of the reason was the 2000-2001 Avalanche and the New Jersey Devils because teams were just fucking loading up like it was, you know, like it was fucking cool, spending money like it was water. And the teams that weren't they didn't have winning streaks, that didn't have deep playoff runs, because something a lot of people don't know about the NHL is that players don't get paid for playing in the pay- playoffs. They make all their money in the regular season. Once the playoffs start, you only make bonuses and incentives. So the only way to make money as a player is to have a deep playoff run or to, or to hit some incentives that are in your contract for playoff play. So when teams like the Red Wings go to the Stanley Cup or go to the yeah, go to the Stanley Cup playoffs for 25 years and they have deep playoff runs, that's money that goes into the pocket of the team to spend next season. Teams that don't have playoff runs, let alone deep ones, in consecutive years, they don't have that money to spend. So that was the argument for why well, we need a salary cap. And my, you know, my example of how to run a team in the in in with in the salary cap era was the Chicago Blackhawks until Game Six of this year's Stanley Cup Finals. I gotta say, Mario Lemieux. And his crew out there in Pittsburgh, they, they've hit upon a winning formula. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, you know, what the Vegas odds are saying, which is the Penguins are, you know, favored to win the cup next year. If they, if they three-peat in the salary cap era, then, then I think we got to start talking about this stretch might be one of the best stretches for a hockey team in history. And even though it irks me to say that because my least favorite player who plays in the entire league right now is on that team. I can't take that away from him. I don't care how much I don't care how much I dislike the guy, how much I think he's a fucking shit, a, a little shit disturber and a chicken shit who doesn't want to fucking back up. You know, he wants to go out and play dirty, yet he wants everybody to have a you can't touch Crosby clause on him. It doesn't change the fact he's talented. He is the captain of that team. He's shown leadership ability. And he's went out and he's won and he's done something that it hadn't been done in 19 years. And he did it with a lot more restrictions on him. He led a team to back-to-back Stanley Cups. So, I mean, there you go. Now, what's going to be interesting is that after all the whining their GM did during the playoffs about... Well, we don't. I don't understand why the NBA has protect their, protects their star players and all this shit, but the NHL lets their star players get beat up on. Is how now? How does Pittsburgh answer that? Because their GM said, "Well, the only way we can answer it is to go out and get guys to protect Crosby," but that's going to water down the play of the of of uh, of the entire sport. And my opinion is this: No, you tried to artificially create a create a, an environment where you're basically. Through engineering, trying to change the sport into where there are no enforcers out there to protect the star players, and you have a generation of players who grew up playing in systems like that, and this is the end result. And us I hate to say it, real hockey fans, with the '96 uh, uh, rules that Bettman impl- or, uh, implemented, we started saying it 21 years ago. Said. 20 years down the line, you're going to be singing a different tune when your star player is getting taken out with cheap hits, and nobody will touch them because nobody wants to fucking risk getting suspended. And it took one year longer than I expected, but it it, it finally happened. Finally had a GM start calling for one set of rules for superstars, one set of rules for fucking everybody else, which is, to me, is one of the reasons I'm not a fan of the NBA. Hey. that And I think the NBA is the most – I think the NBA is the most – crooked league when it comes to the referees out of all of the four major sports.
1: Oh, don't do it. Hey, it, the hockey season it's over, right? We got the off season ahead of us. We could start crowdfunding that league.
2: All right. <laughs> well that's the interesting that's I'm running by October. This is what I'm saying. That's what makes that's what makes um Pittsburgh's GM pissing and moaning and crying like he did that much more interesting because what's he going to do in the off season? I mean, is he going to go through with his, with his threat?
1: Polish his ring.
2: You know, is, is Rutherford going to go out and get some guys that can protect Crosby that can let Crosby and, and then, but here's, but here's the deal. Are other teams going to answer in kind? Because if Crosby gets a bodyguard on the ice, I'm going to guarantee you one thing. He's not going to stop playing dirty. It's just going to make him worse because he's going to think he can now get away with it because he's got protection. Okay? It's like when you're in that relationship with that crazy bitch and she knows that she can beat on you all she wants and if you call the cops, all she has to do is go, he hit me and you go to jail even though you're the one standing there bleeding. Yep. Crosby's the crazy bitch. And so if he, if he gets a, an enforcer who's a personal bodyguard, like guys like Gretzky had and Eiserman had back in the day, all it's going to do is fucking enable him and encourage him to go out there and keep being the cheap shot artist he is and to even take it to the next level. Yeah. So, I mean, the East used to be known as the physical fucking conference. The West was the Finesse Play Conference. That was 20 years ago. Now they want finesse play all around. But then you have players like Datsuk and Kovalchuk jumping ship going to the KHL saying, we don't want to be in the NHL because the NHL doesn't think outside of the box. They don't let players be creative on the ice. Everything's a system, and if you don't play into the system, then there's no place for you, etc., etc., etc. And the fact that these players leave... Not Kovalchuk as much as, as, as Datsuk. The fact that Datsuk left went and won a championship in the KHL playing the style of hockey that he wished he could get, could have been playing in the NHL tells me he was right.
1: What's the, he, and what, was his, what was his narrative here? Oh, he's old. Yeah, he's time to retire and go home. Fuck that. <laughs> he went to go play in the KHL.
0: Hey, Rich, what you were saying just now about a personal bodyguard, it just reminded me of Ray, meet Fitz. Ray, take Fitz on. Come here, you little mushroom-head fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get a bodyguard? So do I. I'm still getting your little ass. Come here.
2: Well, and Ray's dead, this is podcasting for Jason Dimitri. He's got to be the only person, and if, if he's listening, because right. <laughs> he's the only person who would fucking know that, <laughs> what that's about. Unless Tim Fowler crawled out of the woodwork somehow and started listening. <laughs> but... I mean, no, nah, dude. Come on, man. You're an old, you're, you know, you're a hockey fan that goes back. You know what I'm talking about? What, you know, what's Pittsburgh going to do? Rutherford's bitching. You know, Rutherford, their GM's bitching about. Oh, people are taking liberties with Crosby. We can't have that. This so is 2017, go Rich. We talked so now, about
0: this a little bit in in our private chat. He's going to have his cake and eat it too. He doesn't need an enforcer because he's going to get the rules to protect Crosby.
2: If the NHL goes to, we have one set of rules for our superstars, one set of rules for our fucking everyday, whatever, you know, other other players, you're going to see a mass exodus to the point where the face of hockey has changed in the next 20 to 25 years. Well, I'm right, not even they've joking.
0: No, 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 I'm saying, though, they've already done that. They've taken it off the TV. You can damn near only watch it on NHL Network during the season or on different other, you know, cable networks that if you have a home team might carry the game. I mean, they've changed this so freaking much. There's no two-line passing, no touch icing. It's like, what the fuck?
2: I get so, what you're saying, but what I'm, I'm, I'm taking it to a level beyond that. I'm talking it's going to be like back in the day with the U.S.A the USFL and the NFL, they're both having their draft. Players would get drafted by both leagues. You're going to see players who are going to get drafted by the KHL, drafted by the Swedish leagues, who aren't even going to consider a stop in the NHL because they're like, fuck that. Why would I go there where the ice is tilted so much in the superstars' favor to where unless I'm going to be uh, an Austin Matthews or a Nugent Hopkins... Or, you know, some someone like uh, Connor McDavid. Unless I'm going to be one of those players that's going to be protected right from the jump street, why would I want to go to that league? Well, and the right. problem is the problem is you ain't going to have a league full of superstar players because the salary cap won't allow it. It's They've shot themselves in the foot, and now they're bitching about they can't walk. But it's a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't think they care. I think they feel they're doing exactly what they should be doing. People still buy the jerseys. People still go to the games. You know, obviously they're not worried about ratings because they're not on any fucking network. I, I honestly don't think they care enough that they'll be like, well, we can't do this because players and, and fans. and." You, you said it, you know, 50 times over, no exaggeration. Bettman sucks as the commissioner. And he'll come in and he will put on these rules that you can't touch people like Crosby, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, you know, and, and the rest of the stars. Because if he doesn't, you are going to go back to the Goon Squad days where you got two big motherfuckers going, did you touch him? Did you even look at him? Come here.
1: What's wrong with that?
0: Not a thing. Not a thing. But he, there's there's already rules in place that if that happens, people are going to get suspended. So I mean they've set they've set themselves up for a big fail. The only way out of this is to put those rules into place, Rich.
2: The only way out of this is get rid of the instigator penalty to basically go back to like pre-96, maybe even mid-80s rules when it comes to fighting in hockey. And Batman is not going to Here's okay, let me break it down for you. Here Batman is hired by the owners. People always argue when who who the the, the the people who just have a fucking fifty-five gallon drum full of Gary Bettman cockshot and they just suck it down constantly and mm, they can't get enough of that fucking jism, okay? Those motherfuckers. This is this is the one argument they have about why Bettman is still in, in power and is still commissioner of the NHL. Well, the owners love him. That's a half-ass truth. A lot of the poor owners love him. Because Batman will tilt the fucking game and rig it so they can make fucking money even though they can continue to put out a shit product. And because of that, those owners, there's more of those owners than there are owners of the Penguins, the Red Wings, the Blackhawks. You get my drift. The teams who were like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we suffered for 40-some years without a cup and no one was fucking rigging the fucking system To get us into the fucking finals. And yet, Bettman comes into power, and you have teams like Tampa Bay and Carolina, yes, and Nashville, going to the Stanley Cup Finals. (coughs) Excuse me. Florida Panthers in, what, their fourth, fifth year of of existence going to the Cup Finals. And, yes, you can attribute that to the players they have, but you also have to look at the shit he's implemented since he came in. He... (laughs) Stop the draft from if if you have the worst record you get the first pick he went to a draft lottery just like the n b a and I'm sorry, this is some tinfoil hat shit, but I will say this until it is they have to they, their their draft lottery process has to be transparent for me to not ever say this. Any league with a draft lottery, that draft, ro- draft lottery has been fixed before. It's, it's, uh, you're not going to convince me otherwise hey, until you make it transparent.
1: I saw a better call, Saul, all right, when he fixed the bingo. Was it this week or last week? But he, he injected the, the, the ping pong balls with the metal-based paint, the magnetic, uh, or the magnetic fluid or something, and he rigged a bingo game.
2: You're it's- telling me? You're telling me that, that Cleveland just so happened to end up with the first pick the year LeBron was coming into the league? You're telling me that, know, that right? Lemieux, who became owner, part owner of the Penguins and said he'd come out of retirement if they got Sidney Crosby with the number one pick, that they, they just so happened to get that pick Oh, by look accident. at this.
1: Crazy how things work. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? What a coincidence
2: that what? one of the biggest superstars who's ever played for the NHL, who's now an owner, was said he would come out of retirement to play alongside the rookie sensation if they got him, and it happened. Come on, man! There's way too much smoke to be no fucking fire there. Way too much fucking smoke. I mean, it's just like for years and years and years, the Red Wings fans have been bitching, "Why aren't we in the East?" Why are we not in the East? Why are we in the West? Why are we the only team in the Eastern time zone who has to go out and play teams and, 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 you know, play fucking playoff games that goes to four or five o'clock in the morning. Our, our native, the city we, we fucking call homes time. That's bullshit. What happened? Oh, we're going to put you guys in the East now. When did they do that? When they started sucking. You're telling me that that was an accident? Fuck no, fuck no. They kept them in the West because them and Colorado had a fucking rivalry that was one for the fucking ages. One of the greatest sports rivalries in history up to this point. And the East was loaded with teams that were beating this dog shit out of each other every year. And the team that had the the, Is it any coincidence that the team that dominated the East during that time period had a goalie who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, arguably one of the arguably the best goalie ever to play the game, and one of the fucking meanest defensemen who would fucking level a motherfucker with a check. And, of course, I'm talking about the Devils, Brodeur and Stevens. Killer. I, so killer. I mean, I mean, dude. And on top of that, the Devils developed the neutral zone trap and, and perfected it. They may not have invented it, but they perfected it. And that's why they won the Cups they've won in, in that time period. And teams had to start biting off that style. The left-wing lock is nothing but a slightly modified neutral zone trap. It's like it's like Tony Dungy and, uh, and, and uh, uh, Kiffin when the West Coast offense was all the rage, and they were down there in Tampa, and they said, okay, well, instead of doing fucking blitzes and shit and getting burnt, we're going to play a stay-at-home style of defense and a bend-don't-break defense, and we're going to have the players that can fucking do it. And they developed the Tampa 2, which is nothing more than just a slightly modified version of a cover two. That's how I mean this did I mean this is about as fucking deep into like, you know, the 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 mechanics of sports as 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 I've ever gotten on this show. But people who know and understand the sports I'm talking about and the schemes I'm talking about understand what I'm talking about. So I mean, I, I'm sorry, it's it is the shitty owners of shitty teams who Batman Or excuse me, who's propping up Bettman. That's the reason he's still in power. And I guarantee you this, I guarantee you this, if he doesn't implement rules to protect the superstars, aka the Crosby rule, next season, then you're going to start to see that relationship that Pittsburgh has with the NHL start to sour. Because that's one thing that no one has ever fucking accused Mike Illich and the Red Wings of during that 25-year run. No one ever accused them of fucking buddying up to the to NHL. Nope. I mean, Mike Illich might as well have been an owner on a fucking island. I mean, that was just all there was to it. He was not fucking sucking down that fucking, you know, it was not like the Shawshank Redemption. He wasn't, because Betman just walks up to, to, to NHL team owners and goes, I'm going to open my fly and you're going to open your mouth and you're going to take the, you're going to take it in there, whatever I give you.
1: The NHL. Just
2: take it. And they go, okay, thank you, sir. So are we going to get our shot if we do this? Yeah, okay, I don't know. We'll see. But you're going to make a little bit more money. But here's the bitch of it. When you fuck up the sport as bad as they have, where do they go? Canada's not going to keep this sport alive on its own. And it's dying on the vine here in the States. Crowdfund
1: our hockey league. telling you.
2: Well, I know you stepped away from the mic for a sec. But like I was saying... I predict that if they go to the superstar rules like they have in the, in the NBA, 20 to 25 years, you're going to start seeing players get drafted by the KHL, the Swedish leagues, and other leagues who are just not even going to look at the NHL to join because they're going to go, if I'm not a superstar, why would I want to be here?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If I'm not going to get the protection that the superstars get, just because I'm a, I'm a power forward or I'm a grinder, or whatever. Not an enforcer, not a goon, you know, but a guy who's going to score you twenty, twenty-five goals. Is good, you know. Is good in the corners. It's got a fucking physical, gritty side to his game. But yet, he's going to be called for every little thing. Yet the superstars can skate around doing whatever the fuck they want. Why would they join the league? Why wouldn't they go to leagues that are like we're going to call it like the game is fucking? There's rules for a reason, and everybody's got to play by the same set of rules. And if you don't like it, Take up fucking knitting. Hey, they can always use more guys to say, would you like fries with that? <laughs> Sorry. Right? So I mean it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason because of the expansion draft with the Vegas team. What is the NHL gonna do about the rules? Are they gonna do nothing? I mean, because the the smart the smart money would say the that NHL, the that Batman's gonna do this. He's gonna make no public statement. And he's going to tell everyone around him in his inner circle, you keep your fucking cock holster shut. No one fucking says a fucking word to the press about what what I'm about to do. Then he's going to go to the officials and he's going to go, superstars, get protected. Everybody else, call it straight down the fucking line. I want more power plays. I want more five-on-threes. I want every excuse to give one team an advantage over another as far as scoring, not because he cares about what team wins. I mean, he does, but because he wants higher scoring. He wants ridiculous fucking scores. He wants double-digit scores in the NHL. I guarantee you that's what he's aiming for. If, there's, if you could be a fly on the yeah, wall in like the NHL... F- like football scores? Yeah. If you could be a fly on the wall in the NHL, I guarantee you, that's that's that, and they're like, okay. So, what's our mission statement? Well, our mission statement is in twenty years, it's not unusual to see an eleven to fourteen game.
0: I mean, look coming at, soon, no more nets. <laughs> it's going to be a barrel. Okay. <laughs> no more goalies. It's going to be just five skaters trying to protect the barrel. <laughs> I
2: mean, I'm gonna tell. I, well, I mean, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm surprised they haven't they haven't taken away a lot of the the goalies oversized equipment. More than they already have. I think probably the only reason that they haven't fucking stripped those goalies down to where they're barely padded more than a fucking than a than a forward or a defenseman is because of the NHLPA, their 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 fucking union. Because if they if they do that, the first time a goalie gets fucked up on a fucking hard like Al MacInnis type slap shot, there's going to be hell to pay. Especially in today's world of. Oh my God! These guys that are skating around, slamming into each other at full speed, are getting concussions. Who do we sue for this? Big it doesn't shit. even have
0: to be an Al McKenna slap shot, man. I've—if he'd never been hit by any kind of slap shot, try it one
1: time. Oh no! That shit welts. No, thank you. <laughs>
2: I'm straight. I've seen goalies knocked out playing street playing street hockey with a street ball on a wrist shot to the to the head. I've seen them knock cold. And, I mean, those balls are not solid. It's not like croquet balls or some shit like that. It's not like pool balls. I mean, they have give to them, but still, a wrist shot. Not much. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking like a full-on wind-up from the point. We're talking a wrist shot from two, three feet out. So, that's how come I look back in the day, and I see them guys fucking skating around. Or, or those goalies playing with no mask, fucking hardly any padding compared to what they got now, and I'm like, that that was a different breed of fucking. That was a different breed of of of, of hockey player back then. Jeez, those guys, a breed of
0: man, dude. Are yeah. you
2: serious? Those guys were crazy. I mean, it, like, dude, there's a point where I respect tough, and then there's a point where you're no longer tough. You're just crazy. That's crazy. I mean, that's that is downright. We didn't know better. We thought this is what you had to do.
0: Or we just didn't give a shit either way. Only hurts for a little bit. It'll go away. It'll numb.
1: <laughs> hey, can I bring something up? Yeah, go ahead. To, uh, well, we, it might shift us out. Are we done with hockey?
2: Yeah, I mean, because at this point, all we're really fucking doing is, is speculating on the off season and, and you know what's going to come after that. So, yeah.
1: Why does baseball have their draft in the middle of the season? Like, is, like, I was thinking last night, cause I start getting notifications about the, the MLB draft on my phone. First thing I thought of, like, hey, found something people care less about than the WNBA. But second, why do you do, I mean, why don't you do it in the winter? Give you something to, like, do it in the offseason, give you something to do, maybe spread your year out. Like, right now, your season's in full force. Like, like, wouldn't it be weird if the NFL, you know, if the NFL draft isn't, like, fucking, you know, on Thanksgiving? You know, if they did the hockey draft in fucking February?
2: I, to be honest with you, I don't know. And I'm sure there has to be a reason for it. And it's, this is one of those times that like, I wish we could call Todd up and be like, let's pick your brain. Why the fuck do they have the draft in the middle of the season? Because I guarantee you if, the, if there's a reason, the, a guy like him would know. The
1: only logical thing I can come up with in my brain is it has to coincide with the ending of the college sports season? Because isn't the college World Series going on right? Or didn't it just finish up? Something like that.
2: You know, that might be a. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good thought. I never thought of that.
1: Like May, like I don't know. This is probably also the most airtime the Major League Baseball draft is getting on any one outlet continuously.
2: Maybe it's also because if they draft guys out of high school, or they draft guys as soon as they're eligible according to the NCAA. That If they do it in the in their off season, they can lure them to the minors versus a high school guy going, eh, you know what, I'm going to go play for this college for four years and then I'll see you in four years.
1: Hey, farm team, all right, farm system. In, 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 didn't the Royals show us that a couple years ago? Don't ask about them right now, but you get that talent, all right? We're talking about the beginning of the show, Golden State. Drafting.
2: You want to talk about the team that, that is right now the poster child for building through the fucking draft, building through your farm system, Houston Astros. I mean, that's, that's, boom, that's it. And I mean, go back and, and read Moneyball or watch the movie and you'll see at one point when Billy Bean's being recruited by the Yankees, they sit him and his family, they sit him and his family down and they say, look, here's the deal. We're offering you this much money as a signing bonus and an opportunity to play for the Yankees. And his mom goes, well, can, can he go to Stanford, too? And he goes, unfortunately, he can't do both. He can either go to Stanford and play ball for them and lose this opportunity because who knows it's going to be there in, in four years. Or, worse yet, he injures himself to the point where he can't play in the four years he's playing for Stanford. Knock, knock, or can, big money's at the door. Or he can he can try to make it now. And that was one of the, the main themes of the movie was Jonah Hill's character looked at him and said, with the stats you had, honestly... You should have been like a 17th round pick or some shit like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. It was most likely you would have had no sign. If I was, if I was drafting you, I would have offered you no signing bonus, and you would have most likely went to Stanford and got a four- and, and had a degree from there. Or what, whatever college it was. I think it was Stanford. I'm not sure. Don't, don't quote me. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. And I love that movie. It's been a real long time since I read the book, too, and I've only read it once. So.
1: Moneyball is how I picked up Aaron Judge. Just saying, coming yeah, for you, guy. I'm, com- oh. I'm coming for what, you, Ice Man.
2: Was he like six foot eight? Like something ridiculous? Like he's a big old fucking Zendo Charlie looking motherfucker. Some cornbread up in that motherfucker, man. Ooh. Yeah, so he's a big old white boy, isn't he? Uh huh. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, he's just a big dude to hit a ball damn near six hundred feet. He is six, six seven. He is six seven two eighty two. Which means his strike zone is huge, dude. You oh, know what? Enormous. Oh my god!
1: You know what he's making right now? He's making his salary this year is five hundred seven five hundred dollars, five hundred seven so thousand
2: five hundred dollars. Yeah, not I think he'll last long. Yeah.
1: Not only till next year because he is leading the league right now in home runs.
2: Well, I will say this. Hold on. Because we've seen this in Detroit. And the Yankees, I think, are probably more shrewd than Detroit, Detroit is. Because the Yankees, <laughs> the, the, the internet meme, the thirst is real, is Detroit Tigers. The Yankees, they've actually drank, you know, they, they, they've, they've, they've actually had a few sips of water here and there. So they're a little bit more shrewd. Remember uh, Big Red in 2006 with Chris. Uh, oh, yeah, we already forgot his name. Chris Shelton, yep, and then Brendan the Barbarian, Brennan or Brennan the Barbarian, Brennan Bosch, Brennan Brennan Bosch. You know these were these were supposed to be the new fucking you know Bash Brothers at one point. I mean, obviously not together because they were you know seasons apart, and they were coming out and setting the league on fire until pitchers figured out how to pitch to them. You got to do more than just fucking lead the league in home runs, probably for just. You, you probably have to do it all season and then really show fucking that you have a huge upside still for the Yankees to go ahead and, and throw you huge amounts of money. He is a goofy
1: looking motherfucker. He has the worst headshot for his team picture. Because it's on it's when you look him up on Google. It's the same one that I have. Uh, the same headshot he's got with ESPN. He is a goofy looking motherfucker. Right now, I mean, he is hitting the ball. He's in his third. He was drafted in 2013 by the Yankees. He's 25. I mean, right now, is this East Coast Mike Trout?
2: Uh, No. <clears throat> he's too old to be Mike Trout. Mike Trout, I don't even think, he's 25, or he's just turning 25. What,
1: really? He's that young? Holy shit. Yeah. He's been in the league for a while, hasn't he?
2: I think Mike Trout. If it, hold on. Cause he's a fucking he's a freak of nature. That's Mike Trout is twenty five right now, and he's making fifteen he fifteen point two million a year. So that means God, that damn. that's this is he's on his second contract. That's not a rookie contract. Yeah. Um. So he probably his
1: he's a five time MLB All Star. He's twenty five and he's already been an All Star five times.
2: So. My guess is twenty twelve his first league in the year, yeah, so that would put him at twenty eleven yeah twenty twelve
1: yeah, twenty years Jesus Christ man, yeah, no, you're right, not East Coast east Coast Mike trout, I' almost said Mike judge, <laughs> but I mean right now i mean it's it's good to be Aaron judge it's good Dude, to, that kid
0: it's that good. kid can hit
1: a ball period, it's good to own him in fantasy, but you said something. when We were having our little, our little pre-show meeting, which I think is shitty that we have to. It comes up now. I'm not. I'm not bagging on. We bagging on you now, Fice man. I'm not bagging on you for saying it. I just think it's shitty that it comes up. And you were what? You were talking about what if, if you could just uh, avoid. Uh, no, the, I just said I, I. hope to God he
0: stays away from the PED talk.
1: Yeah, why we got to bring like?
0: Uh, because it's it's the PED league
1: maybe it's his third year and he's hitting his stride he, you know he did some work in the off season
0: i, I hope is- i hope that he doesn't he he's too big and he's too good he's not just a hitter man that, that guy can run i watched him run down a, a fly ball so it you know he's an all-around player he's up for mvp of the league i just like i'm saying the major league baseball is a ped league and if he could
1: stay away from all of that talk, he's got a hell of a career ahead of him. He had a huge day on Sunday. Besides that, huge home run. Would, would you you guys say it's the longest home run ever? Not just like the longest home run hit at the park he was at? Just the longest home run ever?
2: I think it's the longest in modern modern times What's as far like? as how they – how they it was like 590-some feet, yeah. almost 600 feet. I mean, that's – now, that's like Mark McGuire – steroided out batting practice distance. And those are just fucking nothing but just softballs coming right down the middle in his wheelhouse. And this is pitchers trying to get him out and he hit that ball that far. And unfortunately, you're right, Earl, because of fucking baseball's history, this is, and I'm opening the can of worms by saying this because we all know how you feel. This is why I say, man, they just need to fucking say this is the steroid era. Put an asterisk on a bunch of people's fucking stats and move the fuck on. Either that or they need to go, what, what quote-unquote PEDs or banned so – let's, let's put it this way. What banned substances can we take off that list That and and, and what ones do we need to keep an eye out for? Because it, it can't be a dead document. It can't be a set of fucking substances you can't take and it stays static for 10 years. Because in 10 years, they're going to be taking shit that wasn't even developed or thought about right now. You have guys in laboratories right now working on shit that in 10 years players will be taking, the, and, the, and the MLB will have no idea of his existence or no idea how to catch him. Or, and this is, this, let's be honest, this is the criticism of Major League Baseball they don't want to catch him. They just turned a blind eye towards him.
1: Judge went four for four on Sunday, two home runs, three RBIs. Uh, four runs scored That that home run was 496 feet the length of a par three hole on a golf course fucking christ man
2: massive and okay I'm, but let's, let's okay let's just for a second not just him
1: he's got 22 home runs in the year he's leading the he's got a 347 batting average right now
2: not Is just there, him already 49 let's, RBI. Not just him. Let's look at that entire team, dude. Who the fuck are the Yankees? CC Sabathia, Araldis Chapman. Okay,
1: like I'm still surprised Sabathia is still playing. Personally,
2: yeah. You too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Chase Headley, Brent Gardner, Matt Holiday. Who, are, who, who, who the fuck are the rest of these guys? These aren't guys that that, that were super, super. Well, I guess Starling Castro, Chris Carter. Eh. I mean, like the rest of these guys are not guys that were like superstars on other teams that they went and got. The Yankees have started building their team uh, you know, uh kind of the old school way. And I mean, I know it's eight years, but they just won a World Series in two thousand nine. I mean it's not like they're fucking the Yankees of the eighties and the early nineties where it was uh what almost twenty years between championships. I mean they went they went what, ten years without a championship? No, nine years has been eight again, but then they have they're in first place with a team that's full of who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. It's not like the it's not like the the, the late nineties and early two thousand Yankees where you could just you go down the you know, the roster and it's like holy shit or as Jim Leland called them in two thousand six, Murderer's Row plus Cano. So I mean
1: Yeah, the biggest name on their pitching staff is Sabathia and Masahiro Tanaka, but he's been having an awful year. Uh Looking at their their roster. Yeah, you got people you've heard of, Starling, Castro, Chase Headley. And don't
2: get me wrong, I'm not saying the guys that aren't <laughs> household names are nobodies. What I'm saying is That's it.
1: Like people this, you've team heard is of.
2: Not, this team is not full of superstars. Yeah. And so anyone who's going, Whoa, you're just not a fucking good no baseball fan because I know who all the people are in the team. I'm not saying no one knows who they are. What I'm saying is that it's not it's not like it was. It's not like that that arms race that the Yankees and the Red Sox had in it's the nineties two thousands, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, dude, those okay, those teams in the two thousands between the Yankees and the Red Sox, when players left to join another team, mostly their career was pretty much on the. I mean, on the serious decline at that point. They were a, still a draw just because they played. For the Yankees or Red Sox, and their name alone. If for whatever reason trade deadline comes, Yankees blow this team up. There's, it's not going to be even if they're you know everyday starters. They get rid of all of them. It's not going to be guys that are like, oh shit, we got so and so. I'm going to go see a game just to see him. That's what I'm getting at. So I mean, it, dude, it, we are. Remember how we talk about constantly about like there's an, there's you know the old NBA, the old NHL. This is the new guard in, in in Major League Baseball. Mike Mike Trout pretty much was the tip of the spear of the new guard coming into the into the league, and he pretty much put the nail in the coffin of the old guard, which I hate to say was guys like Miggy and Pulhos and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, Miggy's considered an over the hill player who still has a little bit of pop left in his bat at this point. I mean, think about that, guys. Wasn't that long ago? The man won a triple crown. Five years, correct? You know, and and he's a, he's now an afterthought, like poolhouse is. If you don't live in Detroit, so I mean, it tells you all you need to know. I mean, I think the I think the only league who's they go through it the NFL, but they go through it more with quarterbacks because there's so much turnover at the at the non at the non-quote unquote skill positions. That I mean, unless you are just a diehard football fan, most most people couldn't name the fucking offensive line on a goddamn fucking football on their on their favorite football team. They couldn't tell you everybody from center to both guards and both tackles. I mean, uh, you know, let's be honest. So, and you're gonna tell me who to You're gonna tell me who the long snapper is? Get the fuck out of here! What's a long snapper? <laughs> it's a tall, it's a tall bitch with a with a big old fucking deep cunt. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, hey, who is that Detroit pitcher we had a few years back? The black guy, skinny. I think he went to Toronto, or we got him from Toronto. What? David Price. Yeah,
1: a few years he went ago. To the Red
0: Sox. Like two yeah. seasons ago. Aaron Judge hit 515 feet home runs on him twice, and they looked identical.
2: I got to say, I, 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 did, I did see those highlights, and I did enjoy that because Price, we traded for him, brought him here to Detroit, put him in a pitching rotation that was fucking ridiculous, and all he could do was bitch about he didn't want to be here, and he went out and pitched like it. So I mean, dude, we said Verland,
1: two Verlander. Pippen.
2: Verlander, Porcello, Price, Scherzer, Sanchez. That was our pitching rotation when he was here.
1: God damn was it our pitching rotation.
2: And he's bitching about he don't want to be here. We had V-Mart fucking giving Big Poppy a run for his money as far as the most dominant fucking DH in the league at the time, in the American League. Miggy was still fucking Miggy. I mean, dude, I, there was no excuse for this guy to come here and just bitch and complain. But for whatever reason, he came here and he didn't want to be in Detroit and he cried his way out of Detroit. So he went to Boston, signed a big contract. And I hate to say it, but because I'm a fucking Detroit fan, every time he gets shelled, I'm like, good for you, motherfucker. Yeah, bitch. That's what you get.
0: Yeah, but I thought I was watching a replay. I was watching another home run, man. (laughs) They looked identical.
2: Well, that tells you something about price. He shouldn't have put it in the same place twice.
0: He did, too. He hung it twice. That rhymed. 515 feet. Get out.
2: I mean, that's what made Maddox such a good pitcher, is that he, batters would say that, that they would never see the same pitch in the same location through the entire game when he was pitching. It just wouldn't happen, because he had that good a control, and he had that he could take a pitch and put it anywhere he wanted to. So... Yeah, he ain't gonna get much sympathy from me for fucking from Price. <laughs>
1: no, because uh, yeah, he I don't like your attitude, young man. It's you do, you have a shitty attitude the whole time. What the fuck? You wanna be here? We want you here. You give back your signing bonus, get the fuck out.
2: I do think it's, I do think it's interesting that I'm reading articles saying stuff like Rockies look like World Series contenders. <laughs> What? The Colorado Rockies? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is—we it is, are definitely not in the league of 10 years ago when Verlander, you know, throwing, you throwing know, his first no-hitter, and it's nothing but upside for our team. We are, we are at the point where it's like they're talking about blowing up the Tigers at the fucking trade deadline if they're still under 500.
1: We are in a league where the Houston Astros and the Milwaukee Brewers are in first place. <laughs> we're in a league that if you're
0: on a no hitter in the sixth inning, you got to come out because you're thrown too many pitches.
2: Oh, there's that too. Yeah, that's one thing I agree with Nolan Ryan on. I'm not. I'm not. And uh, that's just. Hey, when we're talking about beginning of the show,
1: with Golden State momentum, they left in the rookie. They went with the hot hand. I, mean, I, I think that's probably something all three of us kind of agree on. Is man, let ride that thing till it dies. All right. It, you're not giving them run support that's another issue for another coach
2: well i mean okay i don't think it's any any coincidence that nolan ryan is hired by the astros in 2014 and in 2017 four of the astros five starters are on a disabled list and the astros with the five starters they have now with four of their five on the on the the disabled list still have the lowest fucking starting five ERA in the league. Okay, they went out and they got Nolan Ryan and said, okay, if anyone knows pitching, it's him. And one of his things is, fuck these fucking pitch caps. Fuck these pitch counts. Go until he can't fucking go no more. Basically, when you go out there and you're a pitcher, you have to prove to me I have to take you out of the fucking game. He's got that mentality.
0: What what does Nolan Ryan know about pitching?
2: Please. I know, right? Well, I mean, it's no one Dude, fucking Ryan. <laughs> but and and I don't know if this is because of the internet. I don't know if it's because uh, we just don't have the uh, ability to retain information like we used to. If the if the if the younger people coming up don't have the reverence for what came before them. But I mean, I, growing up, I never saw Bob Gibson pitch. I never saw Don Drysdale pitch. But I knew the fucking stories about him. I knew that you didn't want to piss either of them off. I knew that Don Drysdale once said, why would I waste four pitches to put him on base when I can get him on with one? And, you know, that basically means drill the motherfucker. And he used to have, under the bill of his fucking cap, he would write players that he's going to fucking drill the next time they come up to bat against him. I mean, dude, it's just, I just, don't, I don't know if there's that reverence for what came before him anymore because i I, and once again going back to the movie Moneyball you kind of saw it in that movie you know when when billy bean's talking to the to the scouts and shit and he's like what are we talking about here we're talking about if he's got a good body and what his girlfriend looks like and shit like that you know we need a new way of thinking i agree with that to an extent but you also don't discount someone like Nolan Ryan's opinion on pitching. That's just all there is to it. So, and it's working, obviously. I mean, I, all I can do is I, I can look at the Astros and go, if they if they go through this window of opportunity and they don't go and they don't blow their team up, like if they don't, like okay, we went into a World Series and we lost, let's blow the team up, or worse, they win one World Series and they blow the team up because well, fuck it, hey, we got ours. All I can say is. Every team better start building like the way the fucking Astros were building.
1: Yeah, I mean, season's already over in the American League West. I mean, yeah, it's their closest is twelve behind. It's the Angels, the Mariners. I mean, too, if you look at the records, it's kind of a shit division. But I mean, Anthony, yeah, they can't all be the uh, the NL West. Good lord. The top three teams are 621, 609, and 600. God damn.
2: Well, I'm going to pull an Iceman here and completely change the subject with some break, breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, wait. I mean, I'm going to bring up the teletype. <laughs> I forgot you're in studio. You can actually do that today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Breaking news. Okay, an hour ago, coming out of Sports Illustrated. The proposed mega fight between UFC lightweight champion and retired boxing world champion Floyd Mayweather could happen in August, reports ESPN's Don Raphael. According to the report, Mayweather Promotions plans to request a date from the Nevada State Athletic Commission at a meeting on Wednesday. The date of the fight would be for August 26th if both sides can agree to a deal. If reports are true, Mayweather's representatives have changed their mind on the bout blah 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 less than a year ago he didn't want it McGregor was issued a boxing license in California after giving up his featherweight title following his lightweight win in November he also applied for a license in Nevada just in case the Mayweather fight takes place in Vegas Mayweather said he would offer McGregor 15 million to fight far below McGregor's reported asking price of 100 mil
1: what get the fuck out 100 million dollars who are you why else would they do this fight Chris what, $100 million? Yeah. For you, Dr. Evil?
2: Well, Stop hold me. on. <laughs>
1: it's hold the only reason on. to fight.
2: UFC president Dana White has offered both fighters $25 million each to take the fight. See, I think McGregor would take the $25 million. I don't think Mayweather would. Unless Mayweather is hurting for money. So, anyways, it says McGregor won the UFC's lightweight he's 21 and 3 in the UFC. He's won the lightweight belt after beating Eddie Alvarez at UFC 205 on November 12th. 40-year-old Mayweather 49 and 0 has not fought since beating Andre Berto in September 2015. That's the end of the article. So, all the speculation, all the little I mean it's not, it's, it's a subject that keeps coming up with us, but like we don't harp on it. I don't think it's like, you know, it's not like The Lebron and 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 Batman hate that spews from this fucking podcast on a weekly basis.
1: Or the Bella Chicken Brady filating? Yeah,
2: that, that, that happens constantly. but uh yeah, I mean that's that's rather interesting. I mean, my question is at this point, has it lost the has the idea of the fight lost its its novelty? To the to the so. casual to the casual fight fan.
0: No, I really do. I really think so. Like, when because that's no, that's what I'm that's what I was trying to tell Chris. What what else would they fight for other than money?
1: whether well, it's going to be a big wait, purse, but a hundred million. Come on, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. Shoot for the moon. Get halfway there. I'm Who's good. putting up that
1: money? I don't I, as much money as the UFC has. I don't think they got a hundred mil liquid just hanging out. No, but you got pay-per-view in the seats and all that. Yeah. Eh. Uh, it's... It, it, uh, oh, i Uh kind of going with what Rich is saying. Is it like Cheers when Sam and Diane finally got together? You're like, yeah, that's it. All right, it happened. Like, it, has, has the hype to this fight just built up so much that now it's finally going to happen? Like, maybe we cared more a year ago?
0: I think it's going to go just like the NBA finals did. People are like, "Yep, that's how that shit ended."
1: You know? Not? To, oh, what? They're still talking about this? Well, I guess it depends. Is it? I was completely listening, Rich. Is it going to be a boxing match or an MMA match? Oh, it's going to be boxing.
2: Boxing. Oh, There's, then fuck!
1: Yeah, it'll go. <laughs> Mayweather will be the Warriors.
0: I I don't know that Mayweather would be the Warriors. He ain't got fuck all to prove. He's going to be there for the money and that's it.
1: Yeah, but he's a good boxer. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, McGregor, I mean, your attitude and tough talking can only get you so far. I mean, you, ooh, you, by, by the time the fight comes around, you've been training for boxing for what? Maybe a year, year and a half, two years, tops?
0: Yeah, but. Mayweather's McGregor been doing it his punch, whole too. fucking life. But McGregor could take a punch. And when he took a punch, it wasn't with all these, you know, padding on a glove shit. It was almost bare knuckles, so...
1: Mayweather's going to pound his face in.
0: Yeah, but he ain't going to beat him in, like, the first three rounds. That's going to last. He's gonna beat him like, the first three
1: minutes. He has zero boxing experience. I'm just... just uh, you get hired tomorrow as a heart surgeon, and you walk in. Ice. How do you think that's going to go? You got, like... No heart surgeon experience. Like that. Guess that's kind of what I'm basing it off of. Like, well, yeah, but I, I, know, and boxing I know I got to
0: down and I know I got to be as sterile as
1: possible. If you know, just MMA and boxing are two different animals. It's like you just—it's like asking LeBron James to play Sidney Crosby one on one. Like, if you play hockey, Sidney's gonna win. You play basketball, LeBron's gonna win.
2: I'll go. I'll, okay, I'm just gonna say this. I don't know shit about the mechanics of boxing. I mean, when I watch boxing, I watch to see two guys beat the shit out of each other, and that's it. I I don't know who's inside game or whatever, so I have to defer to people who know the, the, the art of boxing better than I do. And I've yet to hear anybody who knows boxing well and knows the UFC say that in a fucking boxing match Conor McGregor's gonna come out on top I mean I it's just I haven't heard it I have no
0: doubt that Mayweather will beat McGregor none but I don't think it's gonna be nice and simple like the rest of Mayweather's fights because kid can take a punch, and he can deliver a punch I think
1: it's gonna be Ronda Rousey-esque where it's gonna be fucking you know what was that one fight where it was over in like a fucking minute
2: Hollywood. Like, Holly like yeah. Well, I mean I I mean, I now it was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and even though Joe Rogan is a UFC announcer, he's also a comedian. So I took what he said with a grain of salt. But he said that guys like Conor McGregor aren't used to getting their ass kicked. And especially getting their ass kicked and they're only allowed to use one discipline of fighting. He's like, I just want—I just want to know if if Mayweather starts rocking his world, if he's going to fucking flip out and try to take him to the mat, you know, just out of fucking instinct, and end up fucking blowing the whole thing. And I'm like, I mean, if it—if that—if that happens, then the shit show that would ensue, because you know that Mayweather's corner is jumping in at that point, and then here comes McGregor's corner, and it's going to be a fucking. It's going to make Holyfield Tyson look like nothing. Mayweather's been show
1: for 21 years professionally. So he's been training for boxing all those 21 years. He's 49 and 0. 26 of those are KOs. I don't like, oh, McGregor knows what he's getting himself into. Oh.
0: Okay, Chris, and I can respect that. However, let's face facts M- McGregor is 28, Floyd Mayweather is 40. You know, that's great that he could have... George all Foreman those was whipping people's cuts.
1: ass half his age when he came back in the 90s for a minute. Come on, now. He's 40 years old, man.
0: The speed, the snap and the punch. You lose Foreman some Foreman was like, of what, talk. 43?
2: <laughs> I just remember Foreman making that song with George Jones, Don't Need Your Rocking Chair. Yeah. <laughs> that's how old he was. He had to make a song about, Nope, don't count me
0: out yet. Floyd Mayweather is not George Foreman. Just saying.
2: No, George, Fore- George Foreman had this going for him. George Foreman was never fast. So it's not like he lost speed and that was going to fuck him. George Foreman was, you saw his punch coming. If you could avoid it, you were good. If he made contact, God help you because he's going to take your head off. That was what Foreman was known as his entire career, even in its prime. George Foreman reminds me of the,
0: lo- the last Rocky Balboa movie. We ain't training for speed. We're training for speed. Sh- Haymakers, straight up hurt locker shit,
2: dude. That was George Foreman's entire career. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's I'm not, just I, saying I, Conor McGregor can outrun Floyd Mayweather. Period. Yeah, well, just because he has mechanics of boxing on his side doesn't he's mean he's run got an automatic
1: victory. Run around the ring for three minutes, for twelve rounds. I,
0: well, no, three see. four rounds, and after that, the forty year old's going to be like. All right, dude, just stand still for
1: a minute. Well, i, gotta, I gotta say to Floyd this, Mayweather's I don't, not in the shape of the average 40-year-old. Just throwing that out there.
0: He's not you in the look, shape of 20 Conor McGregor either.
2: I'll say this about Conor McGregor. I don't know the extent that he's trained in boxing. I just know what I've heard from UFC fans, and they don't think his striking game is anywhere close to what it needs to be to even hold his own in a stand-up fucking fight in a boxing ring. Now, if he's dead set on this and he's taking this seriously, because there's something that we haven't talked about. We say, oh, the only reason for them to do this is money. McGregor might be taking this shit seriously. He might be fucking right now training with some fucking world-class trainers, and he ain't done shit as far as groundwork since the possibility of this fight come up and his last UFC fight, and he's just been working on his boxing game. Yeah. Uh, granted, once again, I, and this is this is more to what you're saying, Earl. I'm not saying he's going to win, but he could probably, if that's the case, he could probably come out and shock some people.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Floyd May- Mayweather will probably win the fight. But, you know, Conor McGregor, he does have something to prove other than just the money. Stop calling it a fluke. Stop calling it an exhibition match. Stop saying I can't pox. Stop saying I can't strike. You know, he's, he's got something to prove if he goes into this fight. Floyd Mayweather doesn't. Floyd Mayweather rests on 49-0, and 0, as everybody has talked about. One of the best boxers ever in his division. So what's he there for? For the I've exhibition, actually, for the money.
2: That's it. I've actually, I've actually heard it said that pound for pound, they think he's the best boxer ever, pound for pound. Not obviously he he ain't fucking with no heavyweights, but just going by his record, his ability, that he's the complete package as far as, a boxer. I don't know. I didn't follow his career that much, to be honest with you. I'm the I'm the dirty casual boxing fan. If it's not the heavyweight division, I really don't give a shit. For a split second, there was a guy in the '90s, Prince Assim or Nasid or whatever the fuck, and this fool thought it was a three, it was the three ring circus every time this fool fucking got in a ring, and he was interesting to watch just because of that nonsense. But I mean, I you know, I. Talking about Sugar Ray Leonard, and no, nope, I couldn't hardly tell you anything about him. They just it was never on my radar.
0: Oscar De so, La Hoya, nothing.
2: No. Wow. One thing I know is that is that uh, out of my f- five major, yeah, five major relationships, three of the girls wanted to fuck him. That's all I know. So, any he, he's he's the pretty boy, the golden boy. Doesn't he make robes, menswear? Wait, I.
1: Oscar, old people get that joke. Oscar De La Renta.
2: <laughs> we'll see, man. Well, I mean, I mean, here's, here's. Okay, so now that we've gotten all that out of the way, here's the ultimate question: If the fight happens and it goes down August 26th, are you chipping in with somebody else, or are you willing to throw a couple bucks down if someone orders the fight, go to their house and watch the fight on pay per view? I might. Are you? Or are you going to wait for not. I'll
0: watch it on Facebook two hours later. <laughs>
2: That's what I was, or are you going to wait?
1: In our new pirate society, everything's
2: free.
0: It's not, it's not big enough to to do that anymore. Did, here's the thing. Chris nailed it. Did this lackluster, or did the luster of all of this fall off? It absolutely has. When it was first talked about, it was a joke. It's like a boxer against an MMA fighter? Stop it. It's not even close. In a boxing match? And then you put in that it's Floyd <laughs> fucking Money Mayweather? Get the fuck out of here. And then it kind of got serious. And then everybody's like, well, I mean, he can take a punch. Well, I mean, he might be able to train up a little bit. Well, Floyd, you know, you're getting old. Well, let's see it happen. He beat Joe and Lewis's
1: ass. He
0: beat Joe <laughs> Lewis's ass, right. So let's see it. And then they just, nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Just throwing it out there, see if there's some interest. And then it got going to where there was a huge interest. And then, are nah, nah, nah. We, we ain't got a contract yet. Nah. And now they're talking about August, and everybody's like, so fucking what? Get in the ring and dance around for a little bit. Ain't nobody going to pay for that fucking fight now.
1: I think you wildly underestimate the American public. You love to see people getting their ass whooped. <laughs> no, I don't
0: underestimate the American public. They're going to do the exact same thing I did. Wait for it to come on Facebook and go, oh. All
1: right. You, you also, early underestimate guys half of our age with twice the testosterone. It's also that's that's also why people never. We are it comes around. It seems once every year and a half or so. People talk about how the the NFL will be dead in ten years. No it fucking won't. The NFL won't ever die. There'll be robots playing football before they let it fucking die. They'll face humans out of the game. It'll be like mutant league football, but for real. <laughs> as long as there's testosterone out there, man. There's going to be some guys who just, even guys in their late 20s who married the wrong woman are all going to want to get together and get drunk and watch this fight just as an excuse to not well, be I got you, but I'm with telling their wives that they that, hate.
0: There'll be very few people that actually pay for it. Big bars are going to pay for it.
1: Dude, I doubt, I doubt the next story the next day is going to be like, hey, they only made 10 grand on the Mayweather fight. No. They're probably going to talk about, we broke pay-per-view sales records. It's going to be in bars. Okay, well, well me, all man.
0: I'm saying is it's not going to be because
1: I paid for it. It's cause, <laughs> and it's not because of Mayweather. It's because of McGregor. It's because young dudes like the UFC. It's big, with the, it's, it's big with the millennials.
2: Well, you know, I have read a couple articles that are, are, are interesting in the aspect of the number of young males that are into sports it is drastically lower than it was 20, same. 30, 40 years ago.
1: That's not a surprise to me.
2: I mean, and there's, I mean, dude, it's it's, you know, these articles were looking to place blame at somebody's feet, and they they wanted to pick on everything but the sports themselves and the changes that sports have made that, that you know hurt it. Like when they brought up the NHL, they they basically just said, you know, the NHL is boring; no one wants to watch it. And I'm like, no, there's a lot more reasons and the, the NHL is suffering than that. But whatever. But I mean, you know, you have ESPN has its own esports division. You know, Twitch is a huge thing now.
1: Esports is an actual category that you can select in the ESPN app to get updates about.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitch is a huge thing right now. People playing video that. games and commenting and people watching them doing it.
1: I don't get it. My nephew's into it, Aaron's kids are into it. I don't understand it. Like, I dated a chick, like, five years ago who had kids who did it. I don't... You watch people play... You watch people playing video games. I don't understand. I hate... I used to bag on my friends, and I'd be at their house, and they'd be playing, like, some Final Fantasy fucking 7 or whatever. Like, hey, this is awesome watching you play video games. Can we do something else? Like, and now there's channels built up around it?
2: the The only thing I've ever... The only thing I've ever used it for is, and it's not in real time, it's uh, you know archived, is if they're doing something in a game and I'm stuck on it, and you can actually watch them second by second go through and be like, oh, that's how you get through that. And that's about it. I mean, for a split, okay. I play a couple games that are, I guess, popular on Twitch, but none of them are really popular in the esports thing. In the, in the eSports ether, whatever, or Zeitgeist, whatever you want to call it. But there's one game I, I I did play, which was Gears of War, and Gears of War has, like, pro leagues and shit. And I couldn't get into it, man. I was just like, look, man, I don't play a game. I play a game to relax. I play a game to blow off steam. I'm not 15 anymore. I don't keep hammering away to the point where I'm breaking controllers and punching holes in walls.
1: That's So I had to ho- hop off the Call of Duty bandwagon. It was like, all right. I'm not relaxing. I'm now playing video games and becoming more anxious while playing them. No, thank you.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, there's, there's games I play that I suck at that if, you know, when people go, you know, I play against, I've actually gotten messages, you know, hey, scrub, get good, you know, and hey, your, your game's weak. And I'm like, bro, I, you, <laughs> you, I, <laughs> I,
1: know, I know what a vagina feels like from the inside. That'd be my just, response to those guys.
2: I just send back, how much are you getting paid to play the game? Because I'm doing it for free. I mean, dude, if you're going to take a game that fucking serious, you better be making some money off of it. I I know
1: what a female mouth feels like around my penis.
2: Don't don't get me
1: wrong. But you're good at a video game.
2: Don't get me wrong. At like 17, 18, 19, even into our early 20s, Earl and I used to play NHL video games, and there would be some wars, man, going going against each other. (laughs) Sometimes... The only way to stop it was we started playing on the same team and we'd switch off each period. <laughs> that would be it because it was going to turn into you know well, we can go outside and we, we, we sit here and talk to like, like a gentleman fits his house yeah, or we can go outside getting some gangster shit. What do you want to do? You know? But you know how it is
1: now you get the tough talking kid little kids online and anything now now that you know now that the the whole online gaming experience, always people talking shit.
2: Oh, the EA Sports Hockey League. You create a player and you play with real people—all, all, all five skaters and a goalie. You play and you play a whole game. And I, the minute I got that game and 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 had the connection that allowed me to play it, I hopped on. I was excited. That lasted for one and a half years. It lasted for the first year. I got the game. And and the next year's game came out, and for about six months, I was into it. And then I just got tired of being screamed at by guys who were acting like, this is the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 7, triple overtime.
1: And you're in it, actually playing.
2: I mean, it got to the point where I tried everything, and finally I would just go, okay, Scotty Bowman, well, since you are the fucking greatest hockey mind to ever fucking... Play this game. You tell me how you want me to play, and I'll do exactly what you tell me to do. And that was the only thing that would shut them up. And then there was the people that, that wasn't good enough, and they are just trolls. And I was like, there's no enjoyment in this anymore. It took all the enjoyment out of the game. And the problem is, just like in a real sport, you can't play a, a sport where you're playing with five other people, or you can't play a game that you're you know playing with five other people and not have communication. So if, if I turned the mic off and I, t- and I, and I didn't use a headset, What's the point of playing with five other people? Can't communicate. I think just so
1: Go get your ass whooped on Madden like normal people.
2: And every time I played Madden online, unless I knew you, I didn't have my mic on.
1: Oh, yeah. Had it, Same here. I had, it,
2: I had it set up to where it showed me online with no mic.
1: Dude, I know you're whooping my ass. You don't need to tell me you're whooping my ass. <laughs> like, I got it, homie. You play Madden all day. Probably professionally. I don't. I don't I, need to hear it.
2: 2007 is when I, got my first, when I had my first high-speed internet connection, and I hooked up my 360, and I fired up the latest version of Madden, and I went online. And the first two games, I dominated the guy the first game. And I was new to the, online, the whole online gaming thing. I made the mistake of having my mic and my headset on. Dominated the, the guy the first game. To the point where he's like, "Damn, man, do you were you like a fucking football coach or something?" Like, I, I can't call shit without you fucking countering it, and blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, "No, I, honestly, dude, I, I think I'm just getting lucky." Oh, it's so it was awesome. Re- it was real cordial between us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not a shit talker when I'm winning. I'm not going to rub your face in it. Second guy, he didn't have a mic, and that was a close game. Third guy, if he had a mic, it wasn't on, dude. At halftime, he was up by like four touchdowns.
1: <laughs> if his mic was on it had just been,
2: "Oh shit." Oh. <laughs> he sent me a me- he sent me a message and said, "Uh you can mercy rule. Do you want to do that?" And I was like, "Yeah." Cuz I hadn't scored <laughs> I hadn't scored shit. He would score on first or second down every time. The one time he got to fourth down, it was like fourth and forever. He went for it and got it. Never, never punted, never kicked a field goal, always went for it, always got it. And it was just like, yeah, I'll go ahead and take that mercy rule. And then I messaged him back. I was like, dude, so what's up, man? How did you get this good? And he comes back with, I play for money professionally. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. All right.
1: Oh, I'm Appalachian. I'm Appalachian State. All right. I got you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. I was like, yeah, I'm good on that. So
1: Dude, I beat like under 5 people. I probably beat online, man. Like it's I've never it's I've ru- never played a game online. It's ruthless, man. It is ruthless. Do not do not come if you were not ready to play online just anything, whether it's Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty too, man. I just fucking my kill to death ratio was fucking retarded. I just die. They're like the like the people they make fun on a family guy, you know, or just they go in there and they die all the time. And I was that guy. I don't give a shit. But some 13-year-old start talking shit. It'll be like, hey, it smells like sex in here. Cause your mom just left. <laughs> you
0: guys will love this. See, actually, I have played online. The only game I've ever played online is Rock Band.
2: Ha! Gay! You there? So the only thing they're going to yell at you for is what? Missing up your part, Yeah. You missed yeah, the solo, exactly. man. You fucked it up. You forgot to press the blue chord. <laughs> There's no such thing as a blue thought- chord.
1: The guitar hero, South Park, was the best. I lo- and I loved it at the end when they finally when they, hit, they hit a million points. They're like, you are gay. <laughs> 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 I thought that was fucking great.
2: Well, so I, you know, speaking of the whole e-gaming thing, the the there's an article uh, on, I believe it was NHL.com about uh, JT Brown, uh, forward for Tampa Bay Lightning, and he apparently he's a huge gamer and he does the, the whole Twitch thing. Now I think that's kind of cool from the aspect of you can go on and play a, play NHL online against. An NHLer, and he, you know, and he apparently he interacts with the fans and talks to them, and so on, and so forth. And I know enough about Twitch to know that you can, uh you can tweak the settings to where you know the shit talkers and stuff get to boot. You can boot them if if they're on your channel. So, you know, I think that's interesting. I would do it. I would love it. I mean, at one point, this is this is really embarrassing to admit. Um in 2009 i played so much gears of war 2 their their game mode horde online i was ranked in the top 200 in the world like you'd go on the leaderboards and you would take the filter and go worldwide and i was in the if i wasn't in the top 100 i was no lower than like low 190s out of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players and I told this to a guy a couple of years later who I was working with, and I said, oh, you got a Gears of War shirt, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I played a lot of Horde mode when it first came out. And he's like, oh, really? Were you good at it? And I was like, yeah, I was ranked in the top 200. And he's like, really? Did you get an achievement for that? I said, yeah, I got a real-life achievement, a divorce. Boom. You know, so, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> divorce achieved, you know. and uh,
0: Congratulations, now get out. <laughs>
2: yeah are you prepared to give up everything you own for this game? Cause you just did. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I think, I think it, I think it'd be cool to play a sports game against, you know, a guy who actually played, played the game. I know this, uh, uh, there's a game out called destiny that has, it's, it's player versus player mode is pretty popular and there's a bunch of fucking famous people that play it. And, It's people you would never think play video games. And I mean, they're deep into it. One of them being the big show from WWE, to the point where he makes videos about if you use a certain character, you're a scrub. And like goes off on like rants that are more genuine than his rants when he's in the ring on Monday Night Raw. You know? So (laughs) it's just like, Jesus Christ.
0: You know what cracks me up is you guys make fun of rock band. And it's not just you guys, but it's it's musicians, period. Make fun of rock band. But you play Call of Duty or NHL or Madden. And a lot of people take that to, to heart. And I'm the best. And I'm like, yeah, let's go on the field, bitch. You don't have no circle button there. You ain't spinning because you hit circle.
1: Well, that was me with Guitar Hero. I was like, bitch, you want to put on a real guitar? fucking school your ass like see see what i'm saying (laughs) no
2: i told no earl i totally agree with you i was playing i borrowed uh an uh, nba game whatever uh, whatever nba 2k some or another and was playing my one buddy who actually like can play i mean he worked in detroit and at lunchtime he'd go you know to the local fucking playground and and the only white guy out there and he's holding his own to the point where they were like, damn, white boy can ball a little bit. You know, that type of shit. And I was whooping his ass in the game. And he's like, all right, fat boy, you want to go outside and do it for real? Find out what's up? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one thing I will say about the, ro- I don't know if it's rock band or guitar here or which one it is, but it's probably rock band. You, with the, the drum set, like, you learn, I mean, you don't learn the finesse you need as far as hitting the cymbals and stuff, but you get the coordination and the hand-eye shit down to where, if you can play that beat on there, because it's set up just like a real drum set, you can half-ass play it on a real drum set. It wouldn't take much... Like, if you've learned to play drums on that, I don't think it'd take much to transfer it to a real drum set. It's Rock Band.
0: It's called the Ion drum set.
2: You can't say that about their fucking guitar shit.
0: No. Yeah, you can, actually. Rock Band came out with a Mustang guitar, Fender guitar, it has 128 buttons to replicate the fret movement on a real guitar.
1: Yeah, but If you're going to do you that... Can't, if you gonna, can't bend. You can't vibrato. Yes, you was, can.
0: They have five strings that you can bend, pull, can't,
2: can't hammer. tap If you're going to do that, just go out and get the game I got. Yeah, what called, game is it? Called Rocksmith, where you plug yeah. your guitar into your, your Xbox or your PS4.
1: That's one I wanted to get, where you actually have to play it.
2: Yeah, and it's legit.
1: See how many people can play fucking Dragon Force now, huh? <laughs> I can play it.
2: <laughs> but yeah, man, it's... Uh, I, the, the, see, and this is just us getting old. I've just had to accept it. The definition of sports has expanded so much. Hey, if, we that, call, like, if we call racing a sport. I mean, you know, uh, to where... If When we were kids, the idea of playing a video game and calling it a sport, no matter how competitive the video game was... or calling it a career, even.
1: Seriously? You would have been told to shut up and go outside. You <laughs> Which, want to know something? I'm playing sports, Mom and Dad. I'm going to make a career of this. Get the fuck out of my house.
2: I've actually read articles about those eSports guys. Dude, those guys... I'm not saying, like physically they're in any type of shit most of them are are honestly straight up and down skinny guys and 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 girls women whatever females um but bro they play 18 19 20 hours a day they're constantly drinking red bull the the use of adderall and, and 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 amphetamines is ridiculous because it's like it gives you that half second advantage and that's all you need sometimes to win a game. And I'm I'm reading this shit and these guys burn out and retire by the time they're like 26, 27. Because it just the doctors are like, yo, man, you've been doing this as a quote unquote pro, getting paid to play since you're sixteen, and you've been taking uppers all that time. Now imagine you fucking been pounding cocaine up your nose for fucking, you know, ten years, not eating properly. Staying up 20 hours at a stretch. It's going to wear you out. I mean, and Adderall is only what? One chemical compound away from cocaine? So, <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah. I, in that aspect, I, I mean, it's it's kind of this...
1: Take a bunch of Adderall, I, drink a bunch of Red Bull, and I'll never sleep ever again.
2: In that aspect, it's kind of the same, except for I guess they burn out not from their body giving up on them, like, you know, running back and, you know, football or whatever, but their body giving up on them by, like, do you want to die of a stroke before you hit 30? You know, your blood pressure is 200 over 140, and you're 26 years old, and you weigh 120 pounds. There's no reason for that. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was just an interesting article, and I, I'm going to tell you what, if I ever play fucking against a pro, and I beat him, oh, trust me, I will be running video on it, and that shit will be posted, and I will talk about shit. The microphone will be on. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Then your audio would be, oh, shit. <laughs> I'd be like, you get paid to do this in real life? <laughs> I'm whooping your ass for free, son.
2: <laughs> I'm like, while you're out here playing video games, you know what my guys are doing? Practicing. You're yeah. talking about practice.
1: <laughs> I'm whooping your ass as a hobby.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. That's, All right, so... That's we, what the Warriors
1: we, we, do to you now. Just for fun. You know, I don't b- even think the Warriors
0: practice. I think they just hang out.
1: <laughs> 70 in the first half? Ain't nothing.
2: Oh, that reminds me. Uh, the last story I got is... Uh, oh, shit. Hold on. I got to... Because I always get him and the rapper mixed up. He's a football player. I'm
1: intrigued by that setup. Do, do you could know who be? I
0: keep getting mixed up? Andre Iguadala and Jerome uh, Ginla. What? I keep getting those two mixed one up. one guy like
1: 20 years older than the other? Yeah, but still. Are you saying Black Don't Crack, girl? No. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying that their last names sound familiar, similar and
1: Oh again learn Iguod- oh the last names.
0: So sometimes I call Iguodala oh. Jerome Iguodala. Oh their names sound the same to you, Iceman? Huh? Oh my yes,
2: <laughs> my fucker, absolutely. It's Equip Tlaib. Ah, uh, that's I get a mix, yeah, gotta mix up yeah, with uh Talib Kweli, yes. Yes. It's all coming back Anyways, to me now. Equip to basically fucking started talking some shit and Called Kevin Durant a suburban kid and Ooh. basically started mocking him for joining the Warriors to win a championship, calling it the easy way out, etc., etc., etc.
1: Well, is he always? Well, I guess my first question to this V is: Is he always been a Bronco? No, he was drafted <laughs> no. by the Buccaneers. So he so, went somewhere to get the championship.
2: I, I'm just, I'm just. Throwing it out there, I think it's interesting that that he's. Well, I mean, he's uh, apparently a self-confessed con, uh, Cavs fan. So
1: it says he's he's from Cleveland.
2: Yeah. So I mean, you know, obviously that this is this is coming from a homer, but uh, I do think it's funny that a guy who has had issues with, at one point, I believe, shooting a family member. You know, and shit like that is going to talk shit about a guy who, has Kevin Durant ever had any fucking off-field drama like that?
1: No, nah, man, you don't hear about Kevin Durant if it doesn't involve uh, a basketball game. The tweet says, you a suburban kid, link up with the best to chip. And then he's got the, uh, the emoji that's got the, hmm, look on its face. It says,
2: HOF laughing at you right now.
1: Is it? Yeah, okay. He let me averaged run, over 30 points in the finals.
2: Let me, let me run down uh, Qubb Tlaib's uh, legal problems and incidents. At the NFL Rookie Symposium, oh, he was involved with, in a fist fight with fellow Buccaneers teammate, Corey Boyd. <laughs> the next year, he beat the shit out of a taxi driver and was arrested by Florida Highway Patrol and charged with resisting arrest and simple battery. In 2011, so he skipped one year of bullshit. 2010, he kept his nose clean. In 2011, he had a felony warrant was issued for an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after he fired a gun at his sister's boyfriend. So, oh, and in 2016, he was shot outside. He was shot in the leg outside a Dallas strip club, and apparently. It came out later that he falsified the report and he actually shot himself. Okay, plaxico. So there you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is this is the person who chooses to talk shit about Kevin Durant. And I mean, if I'm gonna talk shit about Kevin Durant after he wins the finals, I'm gonna talk shit about this video I'm gonna send y'all. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I think it's fucking hilarious. It's How the Kevin fuck Durant. is he
0: going to talk about Kevin Durant going to the Warriors when his punk ass went from Tampa to
2: New England? Well, he was traded. I mean, he was traded there, but he went from what? New England to Denver? Yeah. He I, Yeah, he signed. But anyways, yeah, check out this video of Durant trying to drink a beer and celebrate. And tell me what you guys think of this. Oh, boy.
1: I don't lose respect for the man. I don't let him enjoy his championship. We got to get, get in his ass right away. Come on, video. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's terrible. Did you get it to play, man? still fucking
2: loading. God damn. What's your old lady doing? Downloading the Library of Congress upstairs? Dude, she's at work.
1: No, ever since I got rid of DirecTV, my internet's gotten super slow. I think they changed my internet because they're mad I don't get TV from them anymore. I'm on the page. Jesus Christ. I just want to see this goddamn video. Here we go.
2: Well, there's actually two, but the first one I think is the most amusing.
1: This video gets to come on, man.
0: You might be an all-star and future Hall of Famer, but you're a rookie when it comes to celebrating.
1: Oh, here we go. Never
0: having done it before, I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Right as he starts drinking it, a (laughs) pop-up shows up. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Oh, here we go. All right. Oh shit! <laughs> maybe he's a wine guy. You know, he's up in Northern California.
2: And in the one below, and he tries to do the the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer smash, and he can't get the beers to break open. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe Love he's a whiskey smash. guy.
1: Hey, may, hey, maybe he's a beer snob, and he's like, get this, get this shit out of here. What is this, you bro? Know, you you yeah. hear me but like now. I act the same way. Like you gave me a can of water. What is this?
2: Yeah, but why is he puking up water then? I know, and right? <laughs> oh. And he's trying to smash the beer cans. And dude, for a professional athlete, he looks like a girl trying to do it. I mean, I, I think there's something to say that there's something too that this whole, you know, gender is a social construct that the younger generation is pushing. Some of these guys are buying into it a little bit too much, dude. Seriously, it's okay. You you don't have to do everything in a gender-neutral manner. <laughs> you can smash beers like you're a man. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that. He's also
0: jumping around with a closed beer. You know that shit foamed. And that's oh, like what, what
1: it looked that's like. That's true. Maybe you- like, oh,
2: this is all foam. Get this it's out prob- of here. Yeah, he probably got a fucking mouth or a gut full of foam that just came back up on him. So, but yeah, I just... <laughs>
1: Hey, he's a champion now. He don't give a fuck.
2: But, I mean, you know, hey, good for him. If he's one of those guys, it's like, look, man, I don't drink. Never done it before. And, I, you know, I won a championship. This is, you know, at this point a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm going to go ahead and try a beer. Hey, you know, I even though he looks kind of silly, fuck it, man. You know, he's, it's better than being a, a blithering drunk. Trust me, I know. So. Yeah.
1: It's better than that video being him with like in his jock strap. We won!
2: Bile champagne in each hand. Try, trying to eat a hamburger at 4.30 in the morning last night talking about, I'm okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, so I, I'm with you there. If you're going to make
0: fun of the man, make fun of him for that. Not for leaving to go win a championship because your ass went from Tampa Bay to New England the home of the championship, and went from there and said, oh, the sheriff's in town in Denver, there's going to be one or two there. Yeah, exactly. And took your ass there. No, you can't talk shit to Kevin Durant about that.
2: On top of that, for any player who has ever switched teams via free agency, to talk shit about a player who switched teams during free agency makes you look like a hypocrite. So, But, yeah, I thought it was funny because the title of the, uh, the, the article was uh, – Talib fire shots, this time not at himself. (laughs) Buzzing. I was like, well... That's true, though.
1: Oh, Anything else, guys?
2: Mm, That's all I got, man.
1: We're sitting at the beginning of the show like, oh, we'll talk about the championships and we'll figure it out. Here we sit (laughs) again at
2: three hours-ish. I mean, honestly, we are now in the slow part of the year. Yeah,
1: I know, right? And yeah, it will be big. the
2: slowest when the All-Star break comes for MLB. So
1: Big old downshift here <laughs> next week. Hey, hope you like baseball and tennis. Hey, but hey, I golf, made it. Golf, I, I racing.
0: I, I, had a, I had a chance, like a couple of them, to bring up Jordan, but I didn't. I didn't get hung up on.
1: Yay. There you go. <laughs> and we'll just ignore the fact that you just tried to. You're right, dude. He is—he is Tom Masaway.
2: <laughs> he is, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this isn't a Jordan podcast. No, just sometimes you can't talk about the NBA without bringing him up. I'm just
2: saying. No, I understand it, but dude, I—I—and and this is—this is why I said that because I didn't want to fucking get derailed on a fucking hour-long. Uh, who's better? Because it doesn't matter what you're oh, no, Jordan no, no 20 no. years ago. I wasn't saying
0: that about Jordan because of who's better. I'm just saying if you're going to be the leader and if you're going to be called the best player in the league today, you need to have some skills Stop. that he possessed.
1: Stop. 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 <laughs> we need to ramp this up. I think, honestly, I wonder if you added up all of the time we've bashed on LeBron. We could release, like, a week's worth of episodes. If you hate LeBron, have, like, 12 hours of content just hating on LeBron. LeBron, Batman, he and Crosby.
0: It so easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, his post-game interview last night, like, it was like, it was half douchey, half all right. Like, there's some moments I'm like, God, you're a douche. And there's some moments I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. You know, I, I can I can agree with what you're have, saying. Have you
0: ever have you ever seen Dane Cook stand up? Yeah. Speaking
2: of douches, yeah, I know,
0: right? right? It, it's it. He reminded Lebron James's interview reminded me of a skit in Dane Cook's uh, stand up where he's like, "I did my best. I
3: did my best. I did." It.
0: <laughs> That's what Lebron reminded me of last night. He did his best. He left it all on the court. It just wasn't good enough. He did his
1: best. Hey. Adam Carolla says, don't do your best. Do my best. All right. The coach should have said to fucking LeBron. But anyway, see, we were, we, 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 we we're almost ending on a good note. Talking about Kevin Durant can't drink a beer, but he can win a championship. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, shit on LeBron one final time before we sign off.
0: That's the last <laughs> chance I get to shit. Come on. Hey, that's,
1: that's true. You
0: know,
1: Constipated yeah. for well, half a year. We're not going to see him for a while, according to the his press conference yeah but you know uh, November October will be here soon enough. Oh, so now what we're about what maybe a month away from training camps reporting when does the first training camp report? It's usually around the middle of July, isn't it?
2: I believe so. I know that we're eighty five days out from the first game of the season, so let's see what the old Google machine tells us so it's about a month that's it's about a month of uh, a month of uh, preseason. And how many other weeks is it of what training camps, what, six weeks?
1: Something like that.
2: So yeah, we're probably about two to three weeks out from the first training camp reporting. Good God,
1: man. After this we're done I'm calling my internet company and going I thought I one told you on the most internet. Uh, the earliest training camp is seven twenty two. Rookies report to Baltimore. Home, of Jeremy Macklin? That's not going to go well, but we'll get into that. We got plenty of time. Just thought I'd throw that out there, though. NBA draft's coming up, as well as the awards show. Remember, uh, old and busted. I believe that's from Rush Hour. Yeah, the NBA awards. Yeah, we can talk about that when it happens. The first ever NBA awards. I don't get what they're trying to do.
2: Trying to do what the NHL does. NHL has its uh. Has uh, awards show after the season, and then uh, I believe this year they're doing
1: so. What, everyone gets their choice of chicken or beef. <laughs> and then,
2: I think they're I think they're doing something with the expansion draft at the awards show too. So
1: can we make these things interesting and get like wide open bar, you know?
2: Oh, make them the Golden Globes instead of the Oscars. I
1: want to see Don Cherry get up there just
2: hammered
1: at the NHL awards. You turn it into Don? a
2: roast. Try and present some <laughs> kind of award. If you want to see Don Cherry hammered, just watch Hockey Night in Canada.
0: I know, right? You want to turn it into a Comedy Central roast?
2: Turn it into an uh. episode of Brock Meyer. Honestly, you see how Don Cherry dresses.
1: I know, right? You think if, you
2: had, if you added alcohol and put him in a roast situation, how long before we drop the N-word? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, 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 and I they're just, playing
1: hockey now.
2: <laughs> there used to be like two. Now there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> They're like weeds. What are they? Gremlins? Did they get wet? What happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, who fed them after midnight, is, damn it? Right, this is a
1: perfect we must stop the show right now. We are What? We are heading hey. in a dangerous direction. <laughs> Hey, it so was, it know, it was like when Charles,
2: Charles Barkley went to Toronto for uh, CBC Hockey Night oh, in Canada no, and he was, was talking suites. to one of the hosts and he goes, Who's your favorite black player? And he goes, Grant Fuhr. Charles Barkley was like, Who? <laughs> 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 I no idea the fuck Grant Fuhr
3: was.
2: <laughs> He's waiting for him to say, like, PK Subban, you know, Ginla. Uh, Grant Fuhr, Who? <laughs> Oh,
1: that, but that's it, right? If you're a fan of NBA and NHL, that's it for you. That's all you get. Except for the occasional off-season news. Door's closed. Yeah. Rich, I know you're, you're the, you're the hockey fan of the show. It begins the dark time for you between hockey and football, but baseball's going on. We got that. Watch them go fast and turn left. Tigers aren't out of it yet. They're still technically in the conversation going to be anybody's division between Cleveland, Minnesota, and Detroit. Probably, it's going to depend on who gets hot when, if you look, just look at how our division's been going.
2: I Dude, I'm I'm almost of the opinion. I'd rather watch them tank.
1: <laughs> You'd rather watch the Titanic sink and just rebuild?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just get it over with. Same thing with the Red Wings. Like, I was saying that before the beginning of not the season that just went by, but the season before. I'm like, this is... This is an artificial prop-up to get to 25 years. Stop it. Just fuck the fucking t- the streak. Go into rebuild mode. had made it clear he wasn't coming back.
1: So what you're saying is you want young Elvis to die in a car crash. You don't want to sit around and watch fat, bloated Elvis. You don't so want to that, watch, it, want, You don't want to course, watch it become sad.
2: It's like Doug Stanhope said. People say... Oh, so sad about Jimi Hendrix. He died an untimely death. How do you know? Maybe he was out of shit. Do you really want to see a 70-year-old Hendrix doing a Super Bowl halftime show with Britney Spears? Yeah. You know? No! So. Do
1: you want to see Kurt Cobain working with Mumford and Sons? Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, wait. no thanks. Actually,
0: Hendrix and Britney, possibly, he'd hit her with the guitar. <laughs> it's a big fine bat, man! Dude, Hendrix, you're on acid. No, that's a back. Come here, bitch. Oh,
1: just so speaking of which, well uh isn't it today or yesterday's was the Doc Ellis no hitter? Yeah. The, the the legendary on acid no hitter.
2: Yeah, and if you've never seen a documentary about it, uh uh it's a bit, I think it's an HBO documentary about Doc Ellis. Go ahead and look it up and it's 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 worth the watch, definitely. I've turned a few people onto it and like they're like, eh, whatever. And a couple weeks later, I'll get like a message or text or something. I'll be like, "Man, that was actually a good documentary." I'm like, "I told you." I'm not trying to lead you down of you know, dark. I'm not trying to get you to watch Ken Burns baseball.
1: And I guess what <clears throat> what uh, the, the statistic that usually gives it credence is a lot of people doubt it, but he walked eight people.
2: <laughs> he, he walked eight people <laughs> in the no hitter. <laughs> yeah. His best quote from that was that sometimes I could see the catcher, sometimes I couldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, (laughs) one time he thought Richard Nixon was the umpire.
2: Mm -hmm. The best, I think the best physical evidence that he was on something was the guy basically hit a dribbler that didn't even go halfway to the pitcher's mound. And he reacted as if it was a screaming fucking line drive shot at him. So, I mean, you're a professional pitcher. You've seen basically a swinging bunt before, what are you ducking out of the way and yeah. acting like it's you know going to take your head off? He or. said
1: at one point he thought he was pitching to Jimi Hendrix, holding a <laughs> guitar. <laughs> well,
2: the, the I other, just don't the know other, how he
1: kept his shit together.
2: The other part just of with that, all those
1: people around.
2: The other part of that story is that he'd been up for like a couple of days, and he thought he didn't have to pitch until two days later, but it was two days later. <laughs> and so he said... He said well, fuck it. I guess I'm pitching in this condition then.
1: <laughs> All right. oh, it's like, well, yeah, it's not like a no hitter. <clears throat> but when I was in, uh, I think uh, it was in, yeah, the summer right before uh, Rich, right before I went to Specs. Uh, mm-hmm. That summer, I picked up uh, an extra gig as a, a, a newspaper delivery. Like, you know, you know, not on my bike or what. You know, I had a pickup truck. You know, it was one of the, the driving routes. And one night, be my buddy take like two hits of acid. And then all of a sudden, at like 4.30, it dawns on I me, mean, fuck, I got to deliver a bunch of papers. Oh. <laughs> papers are all supposed to be out by 7. I think they were all out by like 8, 8.30. But we fucking did it. I don't know did fucking it,
2: how. Did it turn into a real-life version of the, the game Paperboy? <laughs>
1: No, it turned into me white-knuckling it through my like subdivision in neighboring hoods. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, trying to remember what houses. Like, just with my buddy. Like, dude, if we just both do this. Like, I'll hit this house. You hit that house. Like, we just...
2: I have to admit, I'm kind of surprised you didn't turn into uh, Oprah Winfrey. You get a paper. You get a paper. Know, you get- right? Everybody gets no, you only have a paper. You only have a finite amount based on... Yeah, but if I'm on acid when I'm out, that's it. You don't get a paper that day. Well, no, but because then...
1: Dude, you know old people in their newspaper? Dude. Oh, dude, I don't remember. fuck with old people in their news. Like, dude, that day, I remember the got complaints because paper was late. It's supposed to be here by 7 a.m.
2: Oh, I remember the 90s when there was, you know... Calm down, it, Grandpa.
1: Old, you had to drink your cup of coffee first.
2: Old people couldn't hop on the Internet and read shit. Yeah, I, I remember. My grandfather, old still every can't day... not hop
0: on the Internet and read shit?
2: My grandfather, mm-hmm. every day, every day, go to... The same little diner, get a cup of coffee, his little breakfast special, and read the fucking paper for like two hours. So, if that paper wasn't there, him being a combat vet with early onset Alzheimer's, it might have got ugly.
1: But yeah, just that was. I understand what Doc Ellis is saying. Well, guess I'm pitching. I had the same feeling. Oh shit, I have to do this. Here we go. I'll tell you what,
0: guys. I know we're, I know we're about to close out, but this, week, this year's NFL, I know we're doing the fantasy thing. I might lose just on the premise of what the fuckings man. Uh, the already, Jets have completely market, cleaned house.
1: June 13th, first excuse already Wait, given. All right, shut up. The Jets have completely cleaned house. Trying to excuse Chicago, your poor performance before we even drafted a team. Anyways, I said I might.
0: I didn't say I was gonna. Anyways, the Jets have completely cleaned house and the Chicago Bears have filled their house with what the fuck is.
1: Dude, one of the guys that I do the uh, Beer Nuts podcast, available on ChristopherMedia.net and iTunes, uh, he's from Chicago. I'm talking to him about the Bears, dude, he, it's, oh, oh, I just told him. I feel sorry for him. And he, like, it's the same thing as us. He's, he's just going, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I do not understand what is going on, and he's like, well. That, that's just it. If you don't understand Chicago's moves, I can't
0: understand even begin to think about what the fuck the Jets are doing. Like he is not Bangle, looking
1: forward. Marshall, no, no, the Decker. Jets. The Jets are blowing it up. That group's been together for a while. It ain't working. That that I understand. Chicago. They supposedly been what's the quote? You said rich, uh, like it, not the rebuild, but the reboot or whatever. In that, yeah. Book. They've been doing that for three years. Now they lost Cutler, and now it's just like, <gasps> it's like the GM just went, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like. <laughs> and you get a contract, and
0: you get a contract, and you get a contract.
2: <laughs> I'm so, Dude, I haven't seen
1: quarterbacks. Like I
2: don't know, man. I, don't, I, have I, don't not know. Seen, I have not seen a franchise collect quarterbacks like this since like, Gruden was coaching Tampa Bay.
1: My dad gave me this job. I don't know what the fuck to do
2: dude seriously when when at the end of gruden's run with tampa bay in the last few seasons that motherfucker was collecting quarterbacks and it was cast offs and backups to like like third string quarterbacks walk-ons undrafted you know free agents and i was just like what the fuck are you doing dude seriously i i, I mean dude And it's still, I mean, still, it's not as bad as Chicago, but it was like, so, I mean, as a fan of them and watching my team go through that, I can only imagine what Bears fans are going through. Like, like,
1: like you got a plan here, buddy? We'd like you you to
2: clue us in on what it is. Like, it's definitely one of those situations where, you know, your boy brings a friend over and you don't really care for the guy. And he's like, hey, we're going to go out and do this. And... You kind of reluctantly agree, and the deeper into the going out and doing whatever his idea was, it gets shadier and shadier. And you're just sitting there looking at your friend like, "Your boy better know what he's doing, because I'm about to knock his ass out if some shit mm-hmm. pops off."
1: You know what's really up figuring about figuring out how, how to leave? Like, "Hey, I'm gonna walk, but we're ten miles away from home. Yeah, it's okay. I'll walk that, home. You guys go home in the cop car." The
0: most fucked up thing about Chicago, the whole situation there. Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, she Mr. O- butt Fumble. Mr. Butt Fumble has a job. Colin Kaepernick? No fucking way. Uh-uh.
1: Yeah. Well, the Butt Fumble at least had a few decent seasons under him. Kaepernick had what two? One oh, and, they four and a half Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they involved uh, uh, Jesus and khakis. Hey, yeah. Kaepernick at least made it to the Super Bowl.
0: Okay. Not without Harbaugh. Just saying, he at least made it to the Super Bowl as a starting QB. Mark Sanchez can't even say Super Bowl. Mark Sanchez right.
2: won more playoff games than Colin Kaepernick ever did. All right, well, look here, guys. If you guys want to have this conversation, I'm sure Kaepernick will still be unemployed next week.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
2: I, I actually I'm, – I'm starting to get up against the wall where it's like, I got I got some shit to do, and then I got to get out of here. So,
1: All right, well, then we'll just wrap it up because I got to I start the day job here myself because it's 11 a.m. on the West Coast. So thank you to everybody who has been listening, who has been downloading – this month Jesus Christ we're apparently catching on because last month was the best month ever and we're looking to have last month beat by the end of this week so hey you're liking you're sharing you're following us on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast excuse me you can email us Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net uh, that's it for 53 two more champions oh the, the long barren wasteland of mid-June to uh mid august is ahead of us but we'll figure it out we always do so that being said
2: uh we'll catch you next week guys
1: all right later guys
2: peace out y'all if you like this show please tell a friend please follow us on twitter and like and share us on facebook by searching for christopher media you can subscribe to all christophermedia.net shows for free on christophermedia.net Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.